Hello, everyone. Welcome to She's an Outlander, a podcast dedicated to the television show Outlander. My name is Stacy, And I'm Brittany. And hello. hello. Welcome back. Hello, hello friends. Yeah, hello, friends. Um, welcome, welcome. We are going to, to chat our show. About, yeah, welcome <laughs> to our show. If you're new here, start at the beginning. Otherwise, you're not going to understand That'd us. That'd be weird. Yeah. I, I feel like not only just for like the like show who, in general, but also what the hell are we? <laughs> who's Seamus? Who's Marshmallow? What's like, happening? How do you follow any of this? You didn't know. W-G-M. It's too much weirdness to get to... To bring you up to speed, you got to get yourself here. <laughs> Try to get this. Um, I don't know how to explain myself without like eight hundred con- episodes or this con <laughs> this whole concept. Um, <laughs> but yes, so um, yeah, so we're gonna go through uh, episode five of five. five. Yeah, I we're on. I was gonna say five. we're on five, right? Oh Number gosh. five. I know. I've been trying to keep track, but yeah, because we did the last one we recorded was. Yeah, it was four where they they got a Jamie and Claire got to Brownsville and they had the baby with and they gave I mean, the baby they didn't to have the other baby, people. but they had the baby. Yeah, and they were like, I mean, Jamie was like so cute, being like, well, you know, I figured if you wanted her, you know, it would be a chance <laughs> to have another child, one that you wouldn't have to suffer carrying. Um, but yeah, so this is five oh five. Um, and Claire is being sent back with the twins, right? To yes, and Roger with Roger, them. yeah, yeah, because Kezi also Which... has um um tonsillitis, I believe. Yes. So she's like, okay, this can't wait because because Kezi is a little bit in like a bit weaker condition mm-hmm. than Josiah. Roger better not let something happen to Claire, or Roger going to be dead. If Roger Roger thought that that Jamie was standoffish with him before, wait till you let Claire get kidnapped, right? Like that. Um, I think it was. uh, I feel like earlier this week, episode three went live, so two had have been live before that, and um, one of our lovely loyal listeners did did email me being like. You know, just saying like for for some reason the Roger hate in this episode really bothered me. Still love you guys though. But and I was it like, doesn't get better. I apologize. I was like I know, and I was like, you know, like I get it though, because there's been podcasts I've listened to before where I felt like they were either sort of minimizing, either mm-hmm. maybe you know minimizing like Sam's talent or kind of maybe minimizing the role of Claire or whatever. And like, you know, and people are entitled to say whatever they want when it's their own piece of media. But I can, I can definitely empathize where you feel like irritated when you're listening to a a thing. You're like, it's no, it's like no different when I'm listening to podcasts that are like reviewing certain films. Um, And, you know, there might be one critical. Well, they're really critical about something. And I'm just like, and I'm like, and I like have points to like counter everything they're saying. And I'm like, it's, I mean, it's frustrating or it's, you're, or, you know, so I, I totally hope we all know that 90% of my hate of Roger is because I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we remember back in season one where for like the first like five to six episodes, she just tried to get under my skin by saying she liked Frank and hated Jamie. Yeah. And then she could not keep that ruse up at a certain point. Okay. That, yeah, that backfired on like, me real quick. I can't. <laughs> 
She was also really annoyed with Claire for certain parts of season one. And remember season one ended? She put her outside on the fucking porch. She put her outside. And now Claire can do no wrong. And now Claire can literally do no wrong. No, Claire is queen. You are queen. Do it. Got it. Yes, girl. I co-sign everything. On it. Do it. You want to have, you want to do whatever you want? Do it. You can do no wrong. You want to talk to a coconut? I'm here for it. That episode was all oh I think that was God. number one. Okay. You go for it, Claire. I'm here. Go talk to Coco. <laughs> Look, I still like Leary, so oh leg hair. Oh, Leary, Leary, Leary. Um oh, yeah. She comes back. Brandy's like, yeah, she shoots Jamie. She's like, I mean, not good, but she's Great. fun. Yeah, she is. Like, I mean, but in, in this weird, twisted way, if she hadn't have shot Jamie, Claire might have taken off. So exactly, okay. uh, Leary so in inadv- and in- we have to think. She inadvertently also put them free. together. Kinda, sorta. I mean, she went crazy and was like, "I'm gonna lock you in this room." I mean, you're looking you at know. it a very specific <laughs> way. I'm looking at it. You're a that whore's way. daughter, and Bree's like, "Excuse me, you call my mama a whore?" I'm sorry, what? I mean, it really like got Bree going though. <laughs> <laughs> it got her to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> only because Joni's like sorry my mom is just too much sorry um oh good times good times um but okay so let's jump into this episode all right um let's hope that the puppers cool. are chill tonight nobody like you know does Zoe, the we're un- talking to you thinkable right of walking by the window and makes Zoe go off can we talk? Hey, Dodo. Zoe, we're we're all asking for your cooperation tonight. Okay. She just, doesn't just chillax. She says no comment. She says like you might make no promises. Yeah, she's like, I swear no allegiance to no king. <laughs> I'm a rogue entity, okay? <laughs> I have no loyalty. I do what I want. Um, but okay. All right. So yes, let's jump into this. So this is season five episode five it's so weird suddenly it's been a couple weeks since we were recording and suddenly i'm like doubting what we previously just recorded but no we definitely did 504 like the whole I'm pretty sure we did yeah and then they you know they left and and, and all that kind of stuff they're in brownsville we just yeah. kind of were not fans major no, fans and of the browns those, the browns yeah we didn't like them yeah because he was you know well, we liked some of them and then some of them were just weird yeah lionel Alicia, like, remember, don't... remember Alicia, and um, well, and oh. he's trying to have like bigotry go on, like he doesn't like his wife, and, he, like, and then he's got her pregnant. There was a little. Oh no, on. that's um. Oh my god, what's his name? Elijah. I don't know. You Elijah. introduced me like to eight hundred characters with all the last name Brown. There's so many. No, but Elijah's not a Brown. Whatever. Something he's I... one of the li- militiamen. She was a Brown. Someone Eli- was yeah, a Brown. Alicia. Alicia was a Brown. <laughs> Elijah. Elijah. Nope. Is his name Elijah? Oh my God, guys. I don't know. It's been a really long week. I can't remember. I didn't remember know when anything. you were telling me. <laughs> I didn't know what I literally were. I thought it was Elliot. Elliot? No, because he was trying. They were trying to, because they were pissed because they were trying to arrange a marriage between Alicia and somebody. And... Oh, but no, then she Isaiah. liked the other guy. Fuck, it's Isaiah. It's Isaiah oh, okay. is, one of, is like one of Jamie's men. Yeah. Isaiah's Jamie's men. 
but they Alexis were she, she's pregnant him. with his baby but he's married yeah. and then we found out he was married it was a, an arranged marriage oh and then God. what they run away now right jamie helps at? them escape at the end because yeah. then okay. it was like they need to be together they set all Do the they? horses free they set all the horses free they seem a little toxic he should, probably should have been open and honest about the whole marriage thing well considering she tried to shoot herself they okay well that's her. true like but i mean lord excessive i don't know if that's how you get no, that's what i'm saying i know yeah. that's not not that's great. not the great start for a healthy relationship right? there that's a pretty right. damn convincing ultimatum oh my god i can't believe i forgot isaiah's name anybody's at there's probably like so many people listening being like no you're wrong i've been that person <laughs> you're like shouting at your like you're an idiot speaker i, mean, I know like the good thing is, is I know I'm an idiot. So Who okay. gave these people a podcast? <laughs> I know. God, I could do better. Why do they have microphones? <laughs> Somebody come take my internet. <laughs> right. Foolishness. Okay. All right. So actually I'm getting into this. Okay. So it is 505 yes. titled per- Perpetual Adoration. Oh my God. Those are really big words. Perpetual, Perpetual Adoration. adoration. Um, written I by. I feel like this means it's going to be a conflict between Roger and Bree. Don't know why, but I feel like he's heading back and I feel like he's oh. going to say some dumbass shit. <laughs> we're at, we're at, we're almost at the halfway, right? So 5 and it, there's what 13 episodes. There's 12 this season. Okay, so he there's 12. 6 there's got to be a big nonsense happen. So 5 we need the lead up to it, which means Roger and Bree's got to get pissed off and that means that then what's his face? Dude we hate. We're pirate. Bonnet. Bonnet. I was going to call him Bootstrap. Bootstraps of the Caribbean. <laughs> that asshole. <laughs> that asshole is going to come up because <laughs> okay. probably like Roger's going to piss Brie off. Like they're going to get in a fight. Brie's going to take off to the woods, and then Bootstraps going to be there and like kidnap her. Oh shit! Oh, and James going to be like, "You lost my daughter." And he's going to have to go kill some people. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Okay, so yes, pe- perpetual adoration. Or actually, he can't. He's away. Claire's going to have to. Claire. Oh, yeah. Claire and Roger are going to have to go sneaky sneak. Remember, like. Jenny and Claire had to do one to get a sneaky sneak, sneaky sneak, and try and torture some people. Except Claire's gonna be way more badass this time. Oh yeah, she's Claire. a little more hardened. Remember, she have decapitated a woman. I know, but she was screaming when they were trying to burn Remember that guy's she, feet. Like, decapitated her friend, her ex friend. Look, ex-friend. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, I've made a bad judgment call. Gladys, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> God damn it! I knew she wasn't dead though. Okay, look, I was wrong for liking her. But I was goddamn right that she wasn't dead. <laughs> Y'all gaslit me for a whole season telling me that she was barbecued. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, my gosh. All okay. Right, go <laughs> okay. So this episode was written by Allison Evans and Steve Kornacki and directed by uh, Mira Manon. I keep waiting for Matt to come back. Matt B. Roberts? Yeah. Right, right. Know some shit's gonna go down when it's a Matt B. Roberts. When it's Matt B. Roberts or yeah. a Tony Graffia, let's be real. True. Or if Jamie Payne directs, you're just like, well, here comes the pain. Oh, there we go, Zozo. And the and Blue's just like, what? Nothing. Zoe, are you gonna make me go edit? Okay, we're good. We're good. No, I can see. I can see Brittany's muted because I can see Zoe's body shaking, which means she's barking at. Some poor soul who had the audacity to walk by the house. How dare they? It's unexcusable. How dare they walk on the public sidewalk? Unacceptable. At ease, soldier. At ease. We're good. good. We're safe. 
All right. We're we now saved we're everyone from the You're losses. okay, darling. Okay. Just have a little nap. All right. So this one um, will be interesting to go through because there's interesting flashback, flash forward, time jump. Things, oh, God. You know what I mean? But anyway. We have to have Roger. It better not be Roger. Oh, God. Or if she made a face, it's Roger. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing oh, at no. you. You're funny. <laughs> okay. So we open and we are in like a, we're in like a church and we're hearing like that we're hearing like straight up a hymn, like all oh, oh, glory and honor is yours. And it's, it's okay. like m- not modern day, but it's like, it's like 1960s vibe. Right. Okay. So we've sort of jumped into that time. And then. I'm still dead, right? When did he die? 54? No, not 54. Way after When that. did he die? Um, When she. 74? What the hell is the timeline no, again? No, lovey, lovey. It's there are so many times. It's 1968, Did Christmas 1968, when she goes back. And it's earlier in that year when she meets Roger and finds out that Jamie didn't die and all that kind of stuff. And then we've been led to believe that he died a few years ago. We know that he saw Bree's graduation. So we can imagine that he lived till at least like her 18th birthday because Bree was 18 when he died. Okay. So he pro it had probably been under two years since he had died when we sort of start at the end of season two and she finds out Jamie. Is okay, so sixty six. Yeah, ish. that's probably so we're back in the sixties. Oh my god, we're Frank's alive. 60s. No, no, this is post. No, this is post Frank. So it's oh it's, okay. It's that's all you needed to tell me, and I would way more eager for this flashback. Like, I'm good. So anyway. So we see, um, we open, we open with the shot. Claire is like sitting in the church and it's, yeah, it's like 1968, early 1968 version. Claire, she's sitting in a church and we hear a voiceover. I'm like, she's sitting in one of the pews looking very serious and thoughtful. Um, And we get a voiceover saying, how many times have I put my hopes, my fears, my secret longings into the hands of a being I can't see, can't hear, can't even feel. Um, and then, you know, she kneels, she goes up to the altar, she kneels and, and then the voiceover is like, and how many times have my prayers been answered? And then it now flashes forward, but back fucking time travel, man. Oh my God. But into our present. So Claire is now in her surgery. We see that her moldy bread is everywhere. She's looking through the microscope. Right. And she like gasps. She's like, oh, and then Did and, she find it. And then Marsley walks in and Marsley's like, what is it? And Claire's like, come and look. And so Marsley comes over and she looks through the microscope and she's looking and she's like, it's it's paintbrushes, paintbrushes. And she's like, you found it. And Claire's like, I, I think we're supposed to say Eureka. And Marsley's like, well, what does that mean? He's like, it, me- it means, well, I found it. And then Marsley's like, well, uh, Eureka, Claire. Oh, um, Marshmallow, you're she, so cute. She's like, I love that line delivery by Lauren Lau. She's like, well, uh, Eureka, Eureka, Claire. Um, she's like, you found your penicillin, and they're all excited and they hug, and it's really cute. And then we go into the uh, intro song, sing me a song. Okay, so now, oh, and it's just a little aside. So the little. The title card that you know how we always get that little title card after the yes. uh, thing where we get a little bit. So we basically it's like we can tell it's like Claire's hands and she's in her like doctor scrub and it it looks like oh. she's in probably like the staff lounge or whatever at the hospital. 
on oh. the break or whatever and she's like looking at like the like different magazines ones. and yeah so it's like okay. the different magazines and stuff that are in the in the lounge and we see she has this one magazine that says that's called modern building review and there's like this really like chic looking 1960s house on it and then she decides to put that down and pick up a novel called the impetuous pirate which is like <laughs> one of those one of those like where there's like a shirtless man on yeah it like, like, like a, a harlequin romance yeah exactly yeah. a harlequin romance yeah um, and then it, we now cut to we're seeing waterfalls, countryside, and while this voiceover is happening, we're getting flashes of the past of all of Claire's memories. So it's like Claire and Frank's, you know, uh, Claire and Frank's wedding, her meeting Jamie for the first time, them in Paris, her being at Jamie's gravestone at Culloden, like all of these different flashes. We're seeing like all of this while we're getting this voiceover where she says, Time is a lot of things um, that are so time is a lot of things that people say God is. There's the pre-existing and having no end. There's the notion of being all powerful because nothing can stand against time. Not mountains, not armies. Give anything enough time and everything is taken care of. All pain encompassed, all hardship erased, all loss subsumes. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Remember, man, thou thou art dust and to dust thou shall return. Um, and if time is any, um, and if time is akin to anything, oh my God, I can't, my brain is not working. And if time is anything akin to God, I suppose that memory must be the devil. Mm. Um, and I, mean, I can't argue with her there. Right. And so now we go back to, oh, so now we fight. Okay. 1968. Claire's like sitting outside, sitting on a bench. It looks kind of like maybe near the university campus that Brie probably goes soon. And she sort of waits and we see her wave at someone and it's Brie. So Brie comes walking over. She's got like her school books and that kind of stuff. She's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. And Claire's like, that's all right. Plenty of time to get to the restaurant. And Brie's like, lunch at Develli's. One of us must have done something good. And so then they get up and they're like walking and talking as this is happening and then Bree's like is everything okay you, you sounded kind of weird on the phone um and so I know this whole thing Katrina sounds like she's got like a cold or something oh. you, know, you, you sound just like a little yeah. lazy I'm like oh poor woman um but um yeah she's like is everything okay you sounded kind of weird on the phone and and Claire's like um yeah actually I I just lost a patient and Bree's like oh wow I, I'm sorry Claire's like, he had an allergic reaction to penicillin. And Bree's like, mm-hmm. Bree's like, don't we have tests for that? And Claire's like, he tested negative. The probability of a false positive is less than 5%. It's very rare. Um, unfortunately, he was part of that percentile. And Bree's like, man, I guess you never really know what's coming, do you? And Claire's like, no, you don't. And so now we cut to, we're back now. Every okay. time I say back, I mean like the 1700s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, I'm following that. Our I got past, it. Yeah. present. So now we're back now and we're in Roger and Bree's cabin. <laughs> and it's the morning and they're in bed and they've clearly just done the thing. Ah, oh, so, oh, good. We get to skip that whole journey. They're just back. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're already back. You know what? Because look, well, yeah, Roger, but putting him with Bree mitigates his annoyance because then I can just get mad and I don't have to like deal with him. <laughs> I just said Brie. It's great. Like, okay. Go Brie. Just put him Um, in his place. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, and then he just says stupid shit and she just calls him out for it. You're like, Mm -hmm. you're for it. (laughs) Um, so okay, so this whole scene is, you know, he's like, Oh, did you enjoy yourself? Uh 
<laughs> and she's like, I captain. And he's like, well, I'm delighted to please you, Mrs. Mack. But if it's a military man who takes your fancy and she does the worst Scottish accent I've ever heard. <laughs> she's like, me thinks you sell yourself short, me darling. And I'm like, oh, and she's no. like, he's like, uh, accent hasn't improved much, I see. Maybe if your father agreed with you, I'd be out there leading the charge, not sent home from Brownsville. And Bree's like, well, the Brownsville thing doesn't seem that bad to me. Mama said people were actually singing and dancing when they arrived. Um, and then she's like, you know how to get through to people. It's no wonder they loved you at Oxford. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I had to, I had time to think of it on my long ride home. There are already universities established here, Harvard, Yale, McKenzie University. And Bree's like, there's no McKenzie University. And he's like, not yet, but, and then Bree's like, that's a, not a bad idea, actually. Like I could teach math. <coughs> and Roger's like, honest, burned as a witch. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> He's, Roger's like, honestly, I was just passing time thinking of the old days, things being what they are. Anyway, I gave my oath to your father and to be in his militia. And those words mean something to him and to me. And Bree's like, Bree's like, yeah, okay. And so now we cut to, I don't know if Okay, that wasn't the worst thing he's ever said. How right? about that? I'll give you that, okay? That wasn't the worst the thing worst Roger thing has said. said. Well done, half Roger. decent response. Half decent. <laughs> um, so we I don't I don't know if we're in Wilmington, Willems Creek. I can't remember. One of the, the same. One of the towns. <laughs> we're so, in a double <clears throat> town. Got it. As long as we're not towns. back in Brownstown, because that was weird. No, we're not in Browntown. That was some weird stuff going on. Um, there. but so it's Jamie and I mean his... the ladies doing whatever they were in the back seemed nice, but the men had some issues going yeah, on. Yeah, whatever apple concoction they were making. Yeah, they seemed lovely, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, WCF, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Jamie and his crew sort of arrive. Um, not the whole militia. He didn't need to oh, the okay. militia, but he just needed to sort of recruit them, write their names down in the muster roll. And then it's like, if oh, they were needed, they would they be get called. called. Right. But he had to return back to meet Lieutenant. Like Lieutenant Knox told me, told him, like, meet me back in this town by this date with your muster roll, you, all that kind of stuff. So it's like yeah. the reservists today. Right, like you're on the reserve list. Like we call you up if we need you, and if and if this shit goes down with the regulators, call in your militia. Got it. That makes more sense. Okay. So yeah, so they don't know how they're not pulling a standing army. Like these guys aren't just like leaving their towns right now. Right? No. No. Okay. I get it. But that um, makes a lot more sense. But yeah, so it's like Jamie and his crew. So you know, I think John Quincy Myers, Fergus. Ronnie Sinclair, some other guys. Oh, those key guys. Okay. The guys that like actually live on the ridge with him have, you know, they're also with him and they, and they roll in and a lot of the town folk are out on the street and they're giving them like kind of unsure, dirty looks. And Fergus is like, not the cordial welcome I'd expect. And John Quincy Myers is like friendly buggers, aren't they? And Jamie's like, yeah, they think we're regulators. And one man on the street is like, you know, we don't want trouble again. If you've come to violate the king's peace, there's there's a brigade of redcoats at hand ready to give you a sound thrashing. Jamie's like, we've no quarrel with you, neighbor. Um, on the contrary, I'm Colonel James Fraser of Rowan County Militia, assembled according to Governor Tryon's orders. And the man's like, oh, well, you know, we welcome you and bless you for your kindness then. And Jamie's like, not just kindness alone. Um, Governor Tryon has promised 40 shillings for every man who enlists. Is there anyone here willing to take up arms and join us? Um, and then people are like laughing and muttering and the man's like, 
is that what our lives are deemed to be worth? And Jamie's like, there's no price that can be put upon a man's bravery. And then John Quincy Myers is like, you know, no doubt the strength of spirit speaks louder than the strength of body. And then the man's like, um, we do aim to keep you in good spirits. However, with our shops and the like, you know, the red coats are the red coats are benefiting from our hospitality as we speak. <clears throat> and Jamie's like, oh, where are they? And they're like, oh, they're over at William Reed's Ordinary, which is sort of like a tavern type deal. Okay. So then we cut to, um, you know, Fergus, John Quincy Myers, Jamie arrive at the tavern. There's a bunch of red coats in there drinking there and they they cut to there's a broadsheet of myrta up on the where and they're throwing knives at it oh that's civilized very um, lovely right so they walk in um and so then jamie says to to john quincy myers says like um okay so go buy a cask of rum have the garrison make camp oh maybe they are with them i don't really know not not entirely sure um where he says, uh, buy a cask of rum, have the garrison make camp, and let them drink until the barrel runs dry. And so John Quincy Myers is like, okay. Um, Ugh, rum. The garrison, I'm, although the garrison, I'm wondering if that's like Maybe the, that's the rest that of the Redcoats. Ridge, or, yeah. That's what I would, anyway, anybody listening yeah, militia, wants to tell me. Yeah, it's not their militia. The garrison, because well, it just like makes that's me the, think like, it's a red, it's a people. red yeah. coat thing. Because like the literally the episode before the wedding episode where it's Katrina and Tobias is called Garrison Commander. Yeah, that's like an army so, thing. Yeah, so that's so. not like a militia. Like let's just get the people. Yeah, together. so Mamie's like, go get the other red coats drunk. Because <laughs> like, um, didn't the captain do leave him people anyway? So maybe that's just the people. <laughs> Potentially. Oh dear. It's gonna be a coughing night. What is this? Um, okay, so then Knox is there. Knox get up, gets and sees that Jamie's there, and he says kind of out loud, Ah, oh, did I not tell you um that the the colonel would arrive as promised and with daylight to spare? And Jamie's like, um, you know, and with a few more men to stand with us, Lieutenant, 50 or so. And then Knox says to one of his guys, Oh, fetch them both some ale because Fergus is standing beside him. And so then Fergus goes with the guy to get some ale. And then Knox, you know, Jamie takes a look at like them throwing knives at the broadsheet of <laughs> Myrta and it's like, mm. just like a whole exercise in Jamie trying to have a freaking poker face. Just like, mm -hmm. yes, okay. Um, and Knox is like, oh, a little bit barbaric, I know. But in the absence of more tangible pursuits, um, and then he's uh, referencing Murta. He's like, he needs, he leaves no trace, a shadow in the dark, that one. And Jamie's like, I, oh, I know. <laughs> um, You're telling me. <laughs> they're telling me. And then Knox is like, I'm glad to see you, but there is some fortunate news I must share from Governor Tryon. Um, and he pulls out, a, refers to a letter. And he's like, the governor intends to pardon the leaders of the regulator movement. And Jamie's like, full pardons for everyone? And Lieutenant Knox is like, exactly. After everything we've done, the progress we've made. And Jamie says, you know, he makes no mention of why he'd order such a thing. And Knox says, no, appeasement perhaps, but I worry. Will it not make us look foolish or cowardly even in the eyes of our subordinates? And Jamie's like, uh, maybe. Uh, and Knox is like, as far as I, as far as you know, I, you know, sorry, says, as you know, I did something excessive in the jail. I cannot face knowing that it might have been for nothing. Um, and Jamie's like, well, which I'm getting vibes of like, well, we have to go through this war because I killed a man. Killed so, yeah, so we're killing. 
Like, so we have to make sure that it's justified for me. So let's. It's yeah. People. It's a very selfish moral conscience like, thing. I like I can't sit with this. So let's make sure everyone I need else to is know. Guilty. It, yeah, I yeah. need to know that it was for. And I'm reason. not the only one. I need to know it was for a reason. And my killing like, must be I, justified. I cannot. Like, I get it. it. Logically, I get it. It's also a selfish ass move. I don't want peace because then it doesn't means this awful thing i feel guilty for was for nothing um but anyway um and jamie says maybe it's for the best every man deserves a second chance and Knox says but if you had taken the life of an incarcerated man and jamie's like you must ask the lord's forgiveness and receive it trust me there will always be other battles to fight um and then fergus returns with the ale and they sort of exchange a look um and Knox is like, yes, um, I'm glad to be able to call you a friend and confide in you. It's a shame. I'm still, uh, I'm, you know, I'm still holding on to to one small hope. I'm expecting a letter which may give an indication as to Fitzgibbon's whereabouts. And Jamie's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? <laughs> what letter? Can I, yes. can I know that letter, please? Interesting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Might I read it first? Right. And then Knox is like, I, partici- I petitioned the magistrate for the prisoner rules at Ardsmere. I discovered Fitzgibbons <gasps> was once incarcerated there. That's not good. And Jamie and Fergus both give each other a look where they're like, mm, this could be a problem. Because we remember what Ardsmere is, right, Britt? Yes, it's the prison. Yes, okay. I know there's a lot were. of names we throw out. And here, that's where, so. where Gray was. He was the commander yeah, of Lord it. John, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Lord John let Jamie, well, didn't let him go, but in servitude. His parole. Servituded him? It's put him in servitude yeah it was it indentured was of, yeah i but, don't know how the verb tense for that indentured him to those other people where yeah it was part of his parole apparently Into hell's was it hell's gate hell's water hell water hell water there we mm-hmm. go i added in that so didn't hell's gate i think that's from lord of the rings <laughs> <Hell's Gate. laughs> i was close <laughs> um um and then um but so they're like, damn. And so then Jamie's like, do you believe there may be fellow prisoners residing here in the colonies mm. that might be hiding him? And Knox is like, you leave no stone, un- stone unturned. And Jamie's like, Aye. Jamie's name's going to be there on those rosters. He's like, I, as you say, tis all for naught. And then, you know, Knox looks at the broadsheet and he's like, here, have a go. Throwing the knife. And Jamie's like, uh, the pardon doesn't extend to the man's image then. And they're like, this may be as close as we come. And Jamie's like, mm, maybe. So then they're all staring and they're looking at him and they're like, between the eyes, Colonel. And then a uh, another voiceover starts. So as this voiceover with Claire is happening, Jamie throws and misses. You know, he intentionally is like, oh, sorry, my name sucks. Whoops. I slipped. <laughs> Whoopsies. And so then the voiceover. Um, and so, you know, the voiceover starts with Jamie throwing that and then it transitions to Claire back in the church that we okay. saw. So it says, as a child, I used to stare at spiderwebs, watching and waiting for an insect to become caught. So that's being said while Jamie's like standing there having to throw the thing at the at the broadsheet. And she's like, well, part of me was horrified by watching the uh, watching the death throws. I was mesmerized by the way the tiniest vibrations in the web would signal the spider that her prey was near. I wondered, is time God's eternal web? Silk strands stretching through time, the mildest touch setting off vibrations that echo through the through the eons, um, and so then it transitions. So then that transitions to 
Because it's weird because even in 1968, it's not linear. We have her in the church, which we feel like is the most recent. Then we go back to her meeting Brie and telling her, I just lost a patient, da-da-da-da-da, right? And then now we're going before that and she's entering a patient's room. And so it's this man who's in, who's, you know, been smoking and she walks in and um, this patient's name is Graham Menzies. Okay. I'm getting a special delivery. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> You're being said, hi. Hello. <laughs> um, ooh, this looks good. Um, Okay, my special my dinner was just delivered to me. Nice. Um, and then where was I? Oh, yeah. So the, the patient's name is Graham Menzies. We're just gonna go with that. So, you know, Claire walks in and Do you want to like, eat dinner? We can pause. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Let me, let me it's fine. It's fine. And so what? then they're like, they're like, um, so the, the patient's like, Well, it's about time. And Claire's like, Is that cigarette smoke? And he, he's like, I don't smell anything. And she's like, You need to give those up. She's like, well, you you certainly are chipper this morning, giving the nurses a run for their money, I hear. Um, and Graham's like, you know, I can't help it if Nurse Jeffries is taking a sh- Oh, and he's Scottish. He's got a big Scottish accent. Okay. And he's like, I can't help it if Nurse Je- Jeffries is taking a shine to me. And then he's like, go on, give it to me straight. And no Dr. Mumbo Jumbo, eh? She's like, all right. She's like, you have gallstones. And he's like, gallstones? Um, is that it? I thought you were going to use the C word cancer and she's like well there is another c word i have to use unfortunately cholangitis an infection in your bile ducts i remember watching this episode at one point just as i was about to go and go and have my gallbladder out i was gonna say i was like rewatching it it a little i was like oh this is real um um you know i can treat that with an antibiotic but the gallstones are rather large too large to pass naturally you'll need a let's see if i can do this cholecystectomy surgery nice. the black the gallbladder my non-medical non-expertise that sounded real to me so right to my Woo. ear um and if that's uh, me i'd be like oh like, yeah that's have stitches be like that's real <laughs> um and then he's like dr randall randall that's a good english name that and claire's Ugh, like it's she's not dr randall, randall. she's dr fraser shut Beecham up fraser um and she's like oh it's yeah my you know what she beach him let's She's Dr. Beecham. Okay? Jamie Beecham. didn't get a doctorate. She did. <laughs> so true. Um, Love Jamie, but he didn't go to med school. He, she went to med school. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, well, it's my he married murdered name. people. <laughs> she stitched them back up. I mean, she stitched One's him easier up. than the other. She stitched ways. him up. in different ways. That guy would have died five times already. <laughs> yeah, he would. Um, and then she's like, it's he my married cheese. name. <laughs> Right, I don't ken what Swiss cheese is, but if it looks like that, I don't want it touching my bread. That's my Jamie impression. Aren't you thankful? Um, okay, nine out of ten. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and then, um, you know, she's my married. It's my married name, and he's like, hmm. "Well, what you're proposing seems quite personal to me. Be nice if we were on a first name basis." And then Claire's like, "Mr. Menzi, I do need you to keep focused." Um, and he's like, "See." See, I can tell a Scot when I see one. You have some Scottish blood running through you somehow. And I was like, well, she got, well, she got something in running through her. her. <laughs> She's got some Scottish in her, but definitely had her some Scottish in her. Hey, yo. Um, and then and then um, she's like, I consider myself American these days. And he's like, ah, no shame in it. 
I married a Yank as well. Um, and she's like, he wasn't a Yank, actually. And then uh, he's like, she passed away, my Olivia. And Claire's like, what? He's like, my Olivia, would you believe? Lived here for more than 20 years and still no one understands a damn word I'm saying. And she smiles a little bit. And she's like, <laughs> you have a knack for, knack for getting me off topic. Um, may I go back to discussing your surgery without interruption, please? And he's like, if you must. And so she's like, okay, the incision is generally between five and seven inches in the upper right section of your belly, just below the ribs. I'm like, ooh, very ooh. glad things are laparoscopic these days. <laughs> yeah. Even the scars I have, I they could be worse. Um, and he's like, you're going to gut me like a fish then. And she's like, yes. yes. So you didn't get gutted. You just got little holes. You were Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> As my surgeon said, it's like four controlled stab wounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to be told at least like, are controlled <laughs> she's like so it's gonna hurt after and it's supposed to <laughs> you were stabbed four times but it was controlled so it was you're controlled okay. stab wounds it's fine um we meant to stab you it was good we've got to go through all your layers of skin muscle and tissue into your abdomen <laughs> through fine. the abdominal wall don't worry um, about it <laughs> yeah so um, she's like, yes, but first I'd like to start you on a course of antibiotics to treat the infection. I'll have nurse Jeffries run some preliminary tests for allergies and such. Um, and he's like, oh, is this the dude that died? Oh, yeah, it's all putting together. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, I don't suppose there are any other options. And she's like, I'm afraid not. And he's like, well, let's go on with it then. And then she starts to leave and he's like, and then he's like, ah, it's but one more scar, nothing worth brooding over. And she pauses and like, cause that's like a direct line. That's, oh, a Jamie line. that's a Jamie line. So you can tell right in that moment, she's like, like Oof, oh, Jamie. That was Jamie. Yeah. Hi, Zozo. All calm and sweet. She's sleeping now. Sleeping. Um, okay. So now we are back with Claire in her surgery and she's like, we can tell she's like set up now to do um, a trial, the tonsillectomy. Oh, remember? okay. On the, okay. On I the thought twins. we were still working on the penicillin. Got it. Okay. No, it's assumed. So that she's checking. Okay. She's checking. So she's already d- done the the like test, like giving right, them a she little bit. Do the surgery until okay. So, so they haven't got, died. So she's good. Got it. Yeah. So she's done the, the to see if they're allergic. So she's given them a test. We have like in the room. It's Joe, Zaya, and Kezi. Um, marshmallows there, and Mr. and Mrs. Bug, and then Lizzie's also say, there Lady too. Bug, she's yeah, gonna okay. need some hands. Yeah, Ladybug is there, got and it. then lady and lord bug are there and then lady and beetle i say beetle bug beetle bug that's so close to beetle juice though i'm gonna start calling him beetle juice it's ladybug and beetle juice ladybug and beetle juice are there okay got it and lizzie's there lizzie's there Bree's not there no okay but marshmallows is there got it okay and then she's like are they both having this both twins having the surgery okay she'll do one and the other so then she's looking at Kezi and she's like okay no swollen tongue or lips no rash no hives okay congratulations it it appears you're not allergic to penicillin so then she walks over to me so he's like a dog abandoned me i petted her too much may used to come into my bed in the and come into my bed in the morning which was like a which is like a i have like a single so i'd have to like contort myself (laughs) and then the second the second i would move slightly she would they be get like, so mm. offended. I know she's she like so grumble. It's like, oh, how dare! It's like mm, moves away. I'm just petting her ears. She's very upset like, how rude. Um, but yeah. So then her See, marsley- it blew 
Blue Eye can like kick and move. He's fine. He's like, whatever. That's Zoe. Zoe, as soon as I move a foot, she's like, I'm done with you. And she gets off. She like, goes to her bed. Rumbles. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, Jesus. Okay, little miss thing. Little, you know, Blue Eye can like kick him. He doesn't even move. <laughs> he's like, just, whatever. Like, he's just passed out. He's See, like, whatever, fine. lady. <laughs> this is my um, bed. You're not kicking me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then so then um, Marsley and Claire are off away from the pack a little bit. And then, so Marsley's like, oh, so the mold worked. And Claire's like, as far as I can tell. And Marsley's like, what? You didn't sound certain, Claire. And then Claire's like, well, the test isn't always reliable. And Marsley's like, I, but you think all will be well? Claire's like, everything you do as a doctor involves risk. Even after you've done everything you can, there could still be some unforeseen complications, sometimes even fatal. The more you can do to alleviate the risk, the greater the chance to save the patient. Marcy's like, mm, okay, I got, I gotcha. And she's like, okay, I'm getting what you're putting I'm down. Getting. And doctor. she's like, okay, this. And so she, she has the needle and syringe that Is she, she all, like, brought surgical? back with her. But like, has she created like a surgical gown and stuff? No, no, no. She, Gloves? she has like, no, with what? I don't know. <laughs> Gloves would probably do more. She just good. sterilizes the shit out of her hands. I don't right. know. It'd just be gross to feel it. That's all I'm thinking. I don't know. Like I get like in an emergency Girl, situation. She like, was a your combat hand nurse. She was I a combat know. nurse. She was like on the field but just still like I get like if an emergency like gunshot wound, but like choosing to go into someone's throat and like touching stuff, that's weird. Uh 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 well, don't like it. Uh, what gloves? You're not gonna have um I almost said styrofoam. That's not what they're made out of. <laughs> latex? What's it called? Latex. There we go. There ain't no latex. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to touch the squishy bits. Well, that is why you're not a surgeon. You know, I'm not. (laughs) A little squeamish. Um, but so she's she has her um syringe and needle that um we assume the one that she brought back with her. Oh yeah, that she was. It it survived them in the butt. Survived the hurricane and the (laughs) the shipwreck and the shipwreck. And she has journey across. She has that. So she's using that. In the little teacup of penicillin that she's okay. created. So she's like, this dose should t- should start the fight against the infection. So she goes up to him and she's like, all right, Kezi, drop your britches. And he's like, she like, right in the butt. like, and then, you know, Beetlebug is like, come on. So then he gets up and he's like embarrassed because Lizzie's like sitting right there. And so Lizzie's, is, Lizzie's like, I, okay, I won't. But Lizzie. I, I won't look. You know, she's got to be decent. She's like, okay. She's, she's a dainty lady. Um, And then, so then, you know, she gives him a little injection and then, boom, and then she's like, okay, there we go. Now, Lizzie, put the sheet on him. She's like, you know, Miss, you know, Mr. Bug, hold his shoulders tight. Okay. Give me the laudanum. And you can tell it's like a very choreographed routine. Like her and Marcy have planned. She's told everyone their roles. Yeah. And so she gives them a little bit well, of yeah, laudanum. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't have someone just like well, especially not know what to do here. With that, two of them. It's, it's really quick. Like they're awake. You're in yeah. there. There's there's a lot of blood because she's. Well, that's what I was gonna say cutting. This she's cutting the tonsils out, and then she has to cauterize it. Well, that's what I was like. Your throat. There's a lot of important. And shit then you here. gotta like you don't want them to swallow the blood, so you gotta yeah, go forward to hold the bowl. And you've got artery. Your carotids are here. Your well, she's here, not going spe- around here. She's I'm- literally going to the tonsils that are dangled inside the mouth. She's not gonna like. Gash the carotid and shit, but I don't know. There's a lot of important shit in your neck, and just having someone cut it open—it's not the neck. It's just just throat. She's literally like, okay, ah, they put. There's there's a tongue in there. That's even grosser. Oh my god. Yeah. So she literally, so so she literally has everyone has that. Maybe like choke. 
and you're like, Bleh. wait till you I watch this it. scene. Watch this scene. You know so when you literally... like touch the back of your throat, uh, gagging. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's making me cough. <laughs> you're gonna have a hard time watching the scene then. I don't like the tone so. Stuff. Literally, so literally she has everyone has a role they take like a cork and puts that between his teeth to keep his mouth open um lizzie's holding the lantern one of them is using is depressing his tongue she goes in there with a little little um uh, mini scalpel thing in there and she straight up cuts them off takes them out with the tweezers has him <laughs> move his head forward so all the blood comes out into a bowl <laughs> then she goes okay now and then she's like okay now this oh is God. the trick she's like this is the tricky part i think and that was she, the tricky part woman she, she grabs this like hot little iron thing Ew, and puts it in there to it? cauterize them Ew. <laughs> and she's Ew. like you can so it's burning <laughs> so it's Ew. quick uh, it's all she's got to mark very quick but she's like there done that's and then disgusting she, and then she's like looks Ew. over she's like she's <gasps> like lizzie you can open your eyes now lizzie's been holding the lantern to give her light and just like this lizzie time. i'm with you girl i'm here i'm here with lizzie <laughs> Liz- team lizzie Brittany was like okay, gagging i don't through see that any of it tired thought thing. of like this taste and smell of like cauterizing flesh as like a cork is forcing because at the dentist the, it's the bad enough like they force me to have that thing that keeps your mouth open because yeah. i can't do it and they always try to get me to breathe through my nose and i can't i choke and i cough and the oh my god like, so, yeah he has to take the thing out and he has to stop and he's like okay breathe now and i was like okay thank you because i'm like <laughs> sitting there holding my breath he's like breathe breathe literally my whole appointment he's rushing and he's like oh. has to take breath break so i can breathe because i just hold my breath oh my god but the thought of like there's how do they ever the do a cavity throat. for you how do they oh, ever it's do fucking a feeling? hard it's hard also the freezing never works on me so they have to stop and refreeze me like four times Ugh. they put like notes on my chart she doesn't freeze anyways the big procedure but the thought of like not only are you cutting something back but there's like these big tools that and you could taste and like smell so Ugh. much blood cauterizing good times so she goes, she goes, Lizzie, you can open your eyes now. And Lizzie's like, holy mother of God. No, I have my tonsils. I've okay, never had them too. out. I have okay, my I wisdom teeth out. Same. I got those out. That sucked. I cried. Mm-hmm. I, just I love it. De- like dentists, props to you guys. But I also hate you. You guys cause me a lot of pain. <laughs> I know you don't mean to. None of you have been pain. to. But Jesus. Right? Um, that freaks me out. And then. And then uh, she's like, you know, talking to him. She's like, are you all right? And he's like nodding yes. And she's like, you're very brave, Kezzy. Now you need to go and get your wrist rest. Like, Lizzie, can you go clean him up and put him to bed? And because he's like, so does the lobby no. like, like knock them out? Or are they just no. like kind of zony? He would, you'd have to give them a lot. It's an opiate. Yeah. So it's okay. supposed to They're probably take like, the edge off. Yeah. Like a lot of them. That's what I mean. Opiate. Okay. So because that's why I was gagging. I was like, he's probably like out of it. But at the same time, no, you're but he's still very. Like and smelling like burning flesh in your throat. That's uh, yeah. Like he's still very awake. You're choking on this t- taste. Not only the scent, the taste of your own flesh being cauterized. Uh, that makes me want to throw up. Yummy. Um. Okay. And so he won't go because he's like. This is why I'm not a doctor. Jesus. These clearly. people are just as you're like Ugh. a plus to them. I can deal with a lot like extremities. Okay. It's always like the mouth and like throat and like ears freak me out when people get their ears sliced off oh god i can't i can't handle it there's something weird because it's all yeah internal thing i don't know there's like the it's like all like bendy and stuff i don't it's not like a bone like where it's just like hard yeah it's cartilage cartilage 
freaky because it all like gets all flappy. Oh god, Ew. I don't like it. Oh like it. <laughs> you are going so specific right now. <laughs> My god. It's flappy. And then there's like a weird hole. I don't know. Ears freak me out, man. I don't like it. <laughs> weird. Ears freak me out. Weird. Well, basically, <laughs> Kezi doesn't want to go until Josiah's done I his. Said, yeah. He wants to oh, watch it. Oh no, his. one of them's gonna die. Damn it. So then um but Josiah's gonna have an allergic reaction. Fuck. <laughs> so then Clay's like, all right, I guess we should get started. This so now sucks. we cut to we're with Roger and he's in the cabin and we're Je- he's holding Jemmy and Jemmy's like crying and crying and screaming and Roger's like trying to just get him to stop. He's like going through this little jewelry box and he's like, Jemmy, look, look, grabs this necklace and he's like, look, shiny, shiny. That's like, me with my dogs. Look here, anything. Trying to like stop. Get him to stop crying to get to distract him. And he accidentally like knocks over the jewelry box. So he has to like have Jemmy and his family. He's bending over trying to pick everything up. Right. Um, and so he's like oh. trying to see everything. And then this is where we hear a voiceover. So we hear Claire. And while she's say, talking. Does he find something from Bonnet? Well, he finds he finds the little gemstone. Uh, the gemstone that Bonnet yeah, gave her gave from Jimmy. his teeth. Ew. Bonnet's gross, man. You sick. So anyways. Nasty. So the voice, the voiceover that we hear is Claire saying, is God the spider? embracing us through our death and resurrection or is he simply the spinner of the web watching as the silk shimmers and vibrates through the cosmos mm-hmm. um awakening He's the real sp- and he says she says awakening the real spiders the ones lurking deep within the recesses of our own natures okay that's too deep for me dude she's i right. feel like i'm back in philosophy are class. we own are we our own worst enemy are we our own making things happen? Does so that's fate happening. Make these happen, or do we make? Them so happen? that's being said while while Roger finds the, the gemstone. gemstone and is looking at that and is like, "What?" And so it's while like- that's happening, it flashes. So now Roger is flashing to his time on the friggin' ship coming over to find Bree when he and was he part of Bonnet's it. crew, yeah. right? Oh, oh. Um, and he was basically, he he was- Oh, see, I told you, they're gonna get in a fight because he's gonna say some goddamn shit about Bonnet and he's gonna throw it in her face. Roger, don't you dare. Look, I was I was giving you props. Kind of That's kind of cute with Remy, or Jemmy. Jemmy. Remy's a cute Remy. name. I was watching something about a dog named Remy. I like the name Remy. <laughs> I have a friend's son that's named Remy. That's a really cute name. Anyways, um, Jemmy. That's kind of cute. Look, I've been trying to like- Look, to try to, if you're going to say some shit, you're going to say some goddamn shit right now. And I'm going to get so mad. <laughs> like, what stupid things are you going to say? What gonna is going to come so out of your much, mouth, bro? Oh, he's going to say like, he, she like, oh, God, don't you dare say that you. Listen, don't. we don't always say the best things in the moment. And sometimes reflection needs to be had to. But you know what you do? Up. You walk away and you think about it first. That's Not why everybody does that. Okay, See, well, but Roger's he says he claims to, because he's like, because you know, Jamie being mad that he wouldn't come back. He's like, well, some of us okay. like to think of first yeah. before doing anything. Also, that's your wife. You made a commitment. That's your son. Just accept it. Don't say shit. Don't say okay, shit. I love how you're mad and it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> I know, but I know it's going to. You're like, like let's it. just let's I just see what happens. Let's see Ooh. what happens. So it anyway, could be he, worse than I can even imagine. Oh, I know he, it. He has I really didn't think he would walk away when they found him. And did God damn it. He came back. Just took a few days. Um, but yeah. So he has this yeah, memory of playing. That. It's fucking of, Bree. Okay. Bree. Has, so I love Clear and Bree's even like a little bit better. 
has spice. You don't think Claire has spice? No, Claire has spice, but she doesn't have ginger Jamie spice. Ginger spice. She's not ginger spice. She's not ginger <laughs> spice. Okay. It's the temper. I mean, Claire could have a temper. But she does, but not like Brie. It's not like the redheaded Fraser temper. No, it's kind of cute. Brie like literally it. had no chance. Look at who her parents are. Like, no, she just... was going to be hot tempered. Like, there was. Come on now. She, she, male. <laughs> Did saying some shit. Father. Yeah, she wasn't getting out of it. Things were going to fly out of her mouth. But anyway, so he's remembering this time and he was playing cards with him and. And he saw the gemstones and mm-hmm. I'm not going to go this whole back and forth game of the, the thing. But anyway, um, so he remembers that. And so then it goes back and, you know, back to Roger. Brie gets home and she's been out and she's like, oh, I wanted to make mushroom soup. Didn't think I'd be gone so long. I was looking for chanterelles, but couldn't find any. Um, and she's like, you know, was he a handful? And Roger's sitting there looking oh, pissy and broody um and he just looks at her and says what's this and he holds the gem and it stops Brie dead in her tracks Can't roger like and have so a little more tact at least and so he can read he's trying to read from her reaction so but her reaction tells him yeah okay it was bonnet and so he's like it's bonnet isn't it it's bonnets isn't it and she's like i wanted to tell you but i was afraid you wouldn't understand and he's like try me Oh um, my god, what and a dick. so and so um, you know like, who Bonnet is to her, and you're gonna fucking pull that shit. Well, and mm. she's like, but he's like, Why do you have this damn gemstone? And she's like, um, she's like, you know, I went to Wilmington to see him, and he's like, Yes, what you what you said was that you went to see him hang. And she's like, I did, but when I got there, I felt like I needed to see him in person. And he's like, So you spoke to him there in the jail? She's like, Yeah. And that's when he gave me the diamond. And he's like, you kept Dude, it. you didn't exist at this point. A, okay, a, you gift, were... <laughs> a gift from Bonnet. And then she's like, I kept it for Jemmy so that one day he could go back through the stones. Roger, th- that's his ticket home. It's our ticket home. And he pauses and thinks for a second. He goes, why though? Why? Like the Stephen Bonnet I knew wouldn't give up his a diamond to save his own mother's life. So why? Oh, like, think about so it. he's oh like, he's God, like, Roger. he's like, why is he giving you the diamond? And then, um, and he's like, Brie. And then she's like, because I, I told him that Jemmy was his. And Roger's like, the fuck. And then he, he, she's like, I mean, we agreed in this moment during that scene. It wasn't maybe one of her wisest. No, it wasn't. Moves, okay, it wasn't. But, you know, but look, Roger, you haven't been in that drama. Scene. Yes. Tra- I mean, her tra- trauma, trauma, her trauma, and she's gonna process it. And look, while maybe I don't think that the whole prison thing was the best, I'm thing, being especially like, especially because nobody child. fucking checked that he was dead. Yeah, I won't go on that tirade again. For well, the at third the end time. of the day, she does not know. There's no way she can know who the father is. Like she no, doesn't know. She can't. So for her to say and that so to she Bonnet, needs like... to, she needs to. She was trying to process. She didn't know if you were gonna come back. You had left her. Her parents were going trying to kept. Who knows if you were dead or alive. And now she's trying to be married off in a different century, pregnant, alone, confused, not sure who, Mm -hmm. like, if she has any support. Just say not everybody is rational at all times. Roger, you should know that because you said some fucked up shit. Okay? So. Well, so. Now, then throw that back in her face. Because well, look, he's not. You said you accepted it. You had to accept it. No, he's not mad right now. He's trying to understand why, where does Jem come from? Why? 
And then he's getting the story of, okay, you went to see him and you told him to his face that this child was his. And then, and I think for him, he just can't understand it. He's like, yeah, but why? he wasn't in it. So that's why it doesn't right? matter if you understand it. Cause you didn't have to fucking go through it. Yeah. But it's okay to like to, to try to understand it and to be like, okay, but why? Is he but being so, an open-minded or so, is he being judgmental? So I'm just getting on, jumping on the back judgmental, of judgmental. But so if what, you were being open questions and being like, look, yeah, just like, no, there's some, emo- no, there's some, emo- there's an emotion. No, there's definitely emotion attached here on his part. Like he yeah. obviously is, has insecurities about the fact that Jemmy might not be his. And like, what does I that mean? And, that. And, and all that, that, not excusing it. It's just same it's time fucked up situation all around. You can't like come accusatory and judgmental. And oh, like, totally. You know, totally. Like, oh, dude. If, if we're talking about who's wrong, like he does not handle this well. He does. I do. I get how like it right? could be a little bit like scared and hurt that you might lose the son that you bonded with, and but at the same time you have well, to have like why gone did you keep, into that? Why did you keep this keep from this me? Way. Like it freaks sure. me out that you're keeping this from me. Like sure. what does that mean? That's fair, but also you have to look at it like holy shit, this was probably really scary and hard and hurtful for her. Mm-hmm. And how do you talk to both? And I would suggest he might have those thoughts after this moment. And okay, he, but you have to have them part first. of this. Is why you take time. <laughs> <laughs> you sit and you reflect and you'd be like, look, am I looking at this through my just emotions or am I looking at this at rational? Mm-hmm. This is the response I should have. And that comes with time. However, I was going to say that time that comes with some practice. He claims that he's had this time. practice. So, <laughs> but anyway, okay. So what Bree says to him is like, he was going to die. And I, I thought it would be of comfort to him. I could see how that would make him be like, but also what? you have to think she also has to try to come to terms with that she thought she thinks that it could be his child yeah and like, she's that's also well, so difficult like what well, a position and, to put her in yeah and so she says to be of comfort to him to know that there might be something left something of his left in this world and she's like i'm so sorry i didn't know if you were coming back and i was scared i was grieving for you she's like they were just words words you were never ever ever meant to hear and he says words have consequences all these months i've been back <sighs> At the wedding, the blood oath, you were, and you were sure the child was bonnets. And she's like, Roger, how could I ever know for sure if Jemmy is his? And he's like, you told him so. You've never said as much to me. And she Ooh. looks at him and says, I didn't think I needed to. Yeah. What does and it then, matter, Roger? So you then, think, so, so what if it was bonnets? Would you not have accepted Jemmy? Would you have pushed free to the side? What a fucking thing to say. He no, absolutely is in the wrong here. He's absolutely <gasps> in the wrong here. I yeah. understand. I can understand where his insecurities and his emotions and his yes. not being rational. But, but but this is my thing. Beforehand, he, he, he you knew up here. He, he knew up. a lot beforehand. So like, if she had never told him that Bonnet could have been the father, yes, then I get a lot more of the insecurities. Yeah. But you had to come into this you know what? clear, yeah. laid on the ground. You'll never know whose it is. Do you accept it? You took a few Claire's, days. And then Claire's was a very, very, very different scenario too. Yes. And like, so you came into this knowing that this was a possibility and you mm-hmm, swore mm-hmm. that you accepted both of them to throw it back in her face now is just yeah well and i can see up. and i can see how he's upset that like this man who did awful things to you 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 felt the need to comfort him and you looked him in the face and said that this yes. child was his yeah and yet me your husband who we're supposed to be building this life together and you love you've never told me he's your child and then she's like 
I didn't. But like, it and her point you, too is you. I didn't. I didn't think. Right. I like. I like, chose you. I chose I, you. I married you, you. You spent the day with Jemmy. I trust you with him. He is yours. I don't have to say the exactly. word. No, exactly. That's why she said I didn't implied, think I needed to. Yeah, like it's implied. Your mar- my husband. Like yeah, your like you're his father. Yeah, it it's him. It's him being. Yeah. It's him being insecure. It's let's just also like this thing. whole thing of like, look, I get that like sperm donation does matter and like should have some consequences and whatever. But at the end of the biology. day, like, the father, yeah, biology part of it should have some consequences. Like you created a life and you made that decision, just like you know. So have those. But at the same time, like the raising of a child, the whole idea that like. Oh, it's yeah. like a biological father. Like, no, that is a father. You are you are his father. Even if yep. it is turns out to be Bonnet's. Well, you chose that role and Brie chose that role. And the child now chose you as his father. Well, you're his father. I don't and care. Brie what- doesn't Brie doesn't look at Frank as any less of her father. No. She found out she has two. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, so it's just you know. Sh- oh, oh, that's but it's a, a, it's a that- shitty situation. Just like I can look at some of the arguments that Frank and Claire have gotten into. Or even Jamie and Claire, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I totally see where you're both coming from. You're kind of fucking up right now. Oh, oh like, oh god, like the friggin' one, the fight Jamie and Claire have in Paris when he comes back and she finds oh. the hickeys on his thighs, and he's like, that although he's bad. the one coming from trauma, but it was like him processing all of this shit, and it doesn't mean, but and he, get, it, but yeah. he was fucking up too. Like it yeah. was. And she was pregnant, and, and you're she just, like, was also like to hurt her. And, and so she was also like, "Let me in, Hazel." So it's one of those things. I think it's a very, it's a couple moment to have. Um, and at the same just, time, like mm. he's absolutely in the wrong. Like, and I think that's human, though. Like, I think we've all had like an emotional sure. reaction to something, and then sure. after the moment, we're able to step back and be like, "I didn't handle that the way I should have." I, I fucked up. And that's how we learn and grow. Keep in mind, they're also at the very beginning stages of their marriage. Like, they're still yeah, newlyweds. Okay, but you're also having this many problems. At you're going to learn your that marriage. You're going to, you, you're going to have to learn. Yo, fucking Jamie, Jamie and Claire had, had some fucking drag outs. Okay, but they were smacking each other. Okay, but they were also like arranged he's marriage said, from different mouth, centuries. And one was foul like, mouth, bitch, you say that again. I'll, I'll box you to your ears ring. Okay, yeah, let's not bring that back. We've forgiven Jamie. Let's not re-enrage my <laughs> rage. Anyway, so I will get back on that train. Ab- okay. But absolutely. But absolutely, Roger does not handle no, this well. No. I completely I can understand his insecurities and his emotions yeah. in this moment. It's human, but at, he did not handle this no. correctly at all. Um so and you then you say you says, say, fuck that, he's my son. I claim him. Well, and and you say, Roger, and that's my son. Well, and he looks at her and goes, Roger, Brianna, what do you truly believe? What in your heart? What do you truly believe? And she can't speak. Just say he's your son. But for whatever reason, it's important to him. It's important Mm. to him. Brie, what do you think? And and she can never answer that. Like, how how could she she possibly? Yeah, she can't. So she can't speak. So then he just kind of, in this moment, he like he's like. Okay, and he like goes. He like grabs his gun, a couple stuff, and he like exits. He leaves. <gasps> so it's like, okay, and then I mean, at least he or... didn't try to slap her, but like, mm-hmm. no. But then you know, of course, Bree is just sobbing. So there's oh, that. Yeah. Um, because so, it's yeah. not like she chose to like 
Absolutely. have a position where she didn't know the father. Mm-hmm. So now you're asking her to like what? ignore that that happened or pretend it didn't or pretend it was different something yeah, that it wasn't he fucked, like he, he fucked up 100 yeah that sucks i can absolutely well, I understand where get, he's coming from but he I handled it wrong yeah i'm sure here like knowing that the woman because i'm sure he does like the character does love free that i don't i just don't like him so i'm yeah. sure like as that kind of a character and you're like looking, there, yeah and, and like that's the person you loved and they got hurt and it you know the Jamie is straight up, up saying shit. it was your fault because you left her. Mm-hmm. And then he's thinking not only that, but now I lost the chance of potentially her caring like that, that yep. is my child and that yep. it was that perfect family. Like I, I'm sure there is that character arc would have had that guilt of like, I might've mm-hmm. done that. Well, and to hear that she said to Believe Bonnet, it, yeah. he's your son yeah so now he's like what do you believe what do you actually believe it matters to him what she believes but also you have to like roger has to have the belief that she also has to like that's such a trauma response is you have to believe the worst case like you have to come to terms with that like just Mm. come to terms with it's the worst case the worst case is that it is his how do i face that how do you deal with that right like yeah let's just go to like you have to you have to go to that worst place and be there because that's the scariest part right yeah for sure so Anyway, totally understand it. He was definitely in the wrong on this. He did not handle this. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's totally valid to have those insecurities and to have this, but the, the way that it was handled and communicated was Roger. Roger, he's sleeping therapy. on the medical. He is sleeping on the metaphorical couch tonight. You in <laughs> the doghouse? <laughs> he's in the doghouse. It's okay. There were times in season two where you had Jamie. Yeah, outside, I did. hanging upside down, down by his in ankles. a tree. He okay in Paris. He did some shit. Okay, <laughs> that whole episode where he was pissy at her for like yeah. helping at the hospital. I was real mad about that. Okay, he had to learn his lesson. again. He was going through. He was severely traumatized going yeah, through all this you stuff. You don't take it out but, on oof, others. Oof, he was hey, an you asshole. Get a therapy, you get a therapist and you talk <laughs> about your shit. <laughs> Or yeah. you get a diary. Get a seventeen forty four style therapist. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> get Make a parent to talk to. Who is that? Write go a talk journal. to the coconut. Go talk to yeah, Coco. Go talk to Coco. Okay. So get now, a punching bag and just like work it out. I don't know. Don't what yell else? at Claire though. I'm real mad about that. <laughs> he was so condescending, dude. He was so mean. <laughs> I was like, I needed dude. you here. Dude, she's at the hospital. So and he was like, you. yeah, I thought you'd be. But instead, you ride out indulging yourself. Lifts oh. her hand off. I was like, oh, oh. James Fraser. Dick. Smart enough, you, you take you that asshole. back right now. Um, Don't you talk to her like that. Rude. Um, I will put okay. you back in the tree, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now the next scene. Okay, so we're back with Claire in like 1968. Okay. So this, this 1968 timeline is the most confusing. We're jumping all over. So now it's Claire sitting Mm -hmm. in a car outside looking at the church. Okay. And she gets, she gets out and starts to walk inside the church. Um, and sits but there. we're like imagining that this was the night before when she was already in the church or is this different no it, it we'll, we'll find out we'll find oh out. okay um and so she goes inside and she sits in the she's sitting in the pew right so it's like fragmented of all the church stuff so now we're okay yeah. she's sitting in the pew and the priest comes over and he sits beside her and he's like i don't believe i've seen you at the adoration before were you a friend of mr menzies 
Oh. Um, so this is post-death. So then she's okay. like, Claire, Fran- Claire Randall, I'm his surgeon, or I would have been. And the priest is like, Graham was a rare individual, always brought a smile to my face. And she's like, yes, he was good at that. Um, and says like, do you mind? And I think it means, oh, she he sits down beside her or whatever. And then he's like, did you know him well? And she's like, no, not in the typical sense. To be honest, I'm not quite sure why I'm here. And he says, sometimes even strangers can find a way into our hearts. Um, and then she says, you know, what little I did know of Graham was how sacred he held this time. You know, the promise he made to his wife to be here. And then the priest says, outside the love that God has for his children, that sort of love and devotion between man and wife, there's nothing like it. And you can tell Claire like has thoughts. She's like, hmm. and she's like, yes, you know, he reminded me of someone, someone I lost. The priest says, no one, no one's lost. Who's not forgotten. And then Claire's like, perhaps I just needed to be reminded of that. So now we're back in the 1700s and we can see uh, it looks like maybe it's like early morning and Roger has clearly been out there all night. He's leaning against a tree again and he has his rifle beside him and he's kind of dozing and he hears like rustling in the bushes so he's like mm. so he like gets his rifle and he's like pointing and then all of a sudden we see claire pop out of the bushes and he and he's like christ and she's like because he was like pointing the gun at her and he's like and he's like she's like roger and he's like i thought oh, i probably would have missed you but still and then <laughs> i probably would have missed. You. and then i was just like jamie would have been so pissed if you shot his shot wife so mad saw her he was so mad um anyway and then you know he laughs he's like you're out early she's got like a basket she's like oh i couldn't sleep so i thought i'd be productive start looking for some golden seal for the twins recovery um and then she looks at him and is like she's like i could say the same about you and he's like you know hunting mostly and she looks at him she's like cocks her head she's like all night (laughs) like yeah nice try hunting at night okay in the dark that sounds like all night yeah she's like absolutely she's like it's none of my business of course but uh and he's like you're not but you're not buying the hunting ruse and she's like oh call it a mother's intuition um and he's like oh i wish i had a bit of a husband's intuition and she's like well you haven't been married very long intuition comes with listening and time idiot and then roger's like i have time in spades and she's like ah well take it from someone with a lot of experience but marriages aren't always easy. And then he's like, well, you and Jamie. And she's like, uh, you're forgetting. Jamie wasn't my first husband. Yeah, Frank and I, no, we had a very complicated marriage. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, and he's That's like. a very loose definition way to of say it. Yeah. And then Roger's like, oh, I'm sorry, Claire. I didn't mean to dredge up old memories. And she's like, no, I don't mind talking about it. No, in fact, I've been thinking about that time a lot lately. Yes, Frank and I, we. We still managed to make it work for Bree's sake. And then he's like, but to make it work, you had to lie to Brianna for most of her life about her real father. Do you ever regret that? And she's like, no, it was important that Bree felt safe and loved by both her parents. Um, And then Roger said, but but telling her the truth about Jamie, that brought the two of you closer. And she's like, it did. And he's like, so surely the moral of the story is honesty is always the best policy. And she's like, well, not always. Sometimes the truth really does hurt. Brianna was devastated and angry when I told her that Frank wasn't her real father. You witnessed that. (laughs) Remember that awkward conversation? (laughs) That Um, you were forced to participate in. 
Um, and then she's like, there was no way she could have understood, understood the truth as a child. And it was difficult for me as well, trying to find the right time to tell her. And Roger, don't be careless with the time you have together. And he's like, I appreciate your honesty, Claire. So now we cut to the next scene. Bree is sitting on the front porch, like stitching. And Roger walks up and he's like carrying like a bunch of mushrooms and stuff. And she's like, he's like, I waded across the creek and found some chanterelles and hands them to her. That's what she was like out looking for the day before or whatever. He's done. It's one of those things where it's like you got, you're coming back and you're like tail between the legs. I'm sorry. You know, I I fucked fucked up. up. And I then, did some bad shit. I'm sorry. And so then she looks at him and she's like, I want to I explain. Make mushroom soup. I'm going to make mushroom soup. And um, and she's like, I want to explain. And he's like, it, does, it, it doesn't matter. And then he says, I'm sorry, Brianna. I'm sorry for everything. And then he's like, okay. And then uh, <laughs> three points. I'm minus 11. All we can ask is to learn and don't just keep he making did. the same mistakes you know, okay he does that shit again like you, you know, know what? i'll give three po- okay he was minus 11 for the <laughs> shit he pulled last yesterday and the fact that he but he left her all night which is nice you don't walk back in with back in and you talk to claire you mm-hmm. took her advice and you got mushrooms and then you apologized mm-hmm. plus nine points so he's negative two right now got it not negative bad he's two. work he's working his way up Right? The mushrooms is a cr- was a cute touch to actually have listened to what she was trying to find. Chantrelles. Yeah, you specific. listened to her, you remembered, and you went and did it to gesture that you did listen. You're like, and I fucked up. Um, but okay, yeah, that's actually good. That's how you took the time, you listened, you were honest about it. I appreciate that. All right, Roger. Okay. So then after he says, I'm sorry for everything, he's looking at her and he can still tell like something's off with her. And he's like, there's something else. And she looks at him and she's like, Stephen Bonnet is alive. And he's like, what? And and then she's like, he haunts me, Roger. I, I see him everywhere. And I in that moment, I realized he could think, oh, you mean like alive in your mind? And da-da. But then she says, what's worse is Mrs. Bug told me an Irishman approached her and spoke to Jemmy when we went to Willems Creek. And you can tell Roger's like shook. Because he yeah. knows how fucking he's like, he watched he this dude toss Push a child a out yeah. the window. Like just um, yeet a kid. Like fuck. Yeet the kid. And so he's like, oh, well, well that, that that could have been anyone. And and Mrs. Bug's an old busybody. Um and Zoe like, left me left again. Bye, Zozo. Um Bye, Zoe. And then Bree's like Bree's like, that might not have been Bonnet, but Lord John confirmed at our wedding that others have seen him in Wilmington. And so she's like, you know, she's really freaked out. And he's like, listen, listen. He's like, I'm not going to ask you to explain why you didn't tell me. It doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. Because as soon as we know if Jemmy can travel, we'll use Bonnet's gem to leave. As you said, it's it's our ticket home. She's like, oh, there it is. She got mad at me. Who dared to walk by the house? Okay, oh. she's staring off at nothing. Is there a ghost? Is so there a ghost in here? See what are you fucking at? That when animals do that, I'm like, nah uh. I know I don't like it. I'm not like what today, Satan, not today. <laughs> what is in here? <laughs> Get uh, it out. Maggie used to sit on the bed, turn facing the headboard, looking at the wall, nose to the wall, and growl and bark. And I was like, What? Like, the oh fuck? You then I realized it. I think she maybe was hearing like mice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and 
I like to tell myself that's more comforting than ghosts. <laughs> that is what poultry is. Because she just, like, she was hiding. And she just came out. And she just looked in the kitchen. and She wasn't at the window. Maybe she heard the wind move. I don't know. Is there Maybe. wind? Okay. I don't know. But anyway, so that's that. All right, Roger. That's okay. That's okay. Handle it. So um, now we cut to, we're back with Jamie and Knox. We're back sort of at the tavern. Got it. And they're having, so it's a follow-up on this conversation. So Jamie's like, a pardon for everyone but Murta Fitzgibbons. And Knox is like, cunning maneuver, isn't it? And Jamie's like, Governor Trime wants to make an example out of him. And Knox says, well, treasonous behavior of this sort is unforgivable, which is why His Excellency has ordered me to continue the hunt for Fitzgibbons. Jamie's like, oh, well, I'm relieved to hear it, but uh, I fear it'll only encourage lawlessness among the regulators. And then Knox says, well... We are but humble servants to the law. Um, and then, you know, those who follow the <laughs> those who follow the path of the righteous will have their reward. And I literally was like, okay, Javert. Any Lay Miz fans? Any Lay Miz fans? <laughs> those who follow the path of the righteous shall have their reward. <laughs> it's probably from the Bible or some shit. But I literally was just like, okay, Javert. <laughs> um, and then Jamie says, and oh, what will become musical, of- right? Um, and then Jamie says, what will become of the militia? Um, and then Knox says, you are to stand down and hand over your muster roll. Um, and then you and your men can disband and go home. On your way, you'll deliver these pardons to those living in the counties west of Hillsborough. And Jamie's like, uh, I've got no standing. I- I'm not a sheriff. I'm no sheriff. And then Knox says, no, but you are a Scotsman, as are many of the regulators from one Scot to another. The governor would like you to impress upon them his desire to be merciful and just. And Jamie's like, hmm, okay. This seems like a gotcha moment somehow. Well, and then Jamie says, well, my only regret is not being able to assist you in your hunt for Fitzgibbons. And then Knox says, allow me to worry about him. Return to your family. So now we cut back to 1960s, Claire. So we've sort of rewound a bit. So now she's in... Graham Menzies' room, okay. talking to him. So, so you know, he's in his bed. She's sitting beside him, and he says to, and she, he goes, "You have to promise me one thing. I'll be back on my feet by Friday at four o'clock. It's my perpetual adoration shift at St. Finbar's." Mm-hmm. Um, and then Claire's like, "Oh, I have, I've, I've, I have heard tell of that because perpetual adoration's what she did. Remember when she was sitting beside the monk in the season one finale?" Um, oh, that yes. was the perpetual ad. He was explaining what the perpetual adoration was and how someone yes. has to be there at all times. And that's when she was talking to the monk. So that's what Graham Menzies says. His shift for perpetual adoration is every Friday at four o'clock. Okay. And it's something I guess that his wife also did. And it's a way that he he's keeping it. Alive. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So she's like, I have heard tell of that. Um, and he's like, then you'll know that someone must be there at all times. So the blessed sacrament is never left alone. I haven't missed a day since Olivia died. It's my way of keeping her close. I like to think of her. It's it's her way of keeping me close too. you know, sometimes I feel her presence there. And she Claire's just kind of looks at him and she's like, you remind me of someone I met in Scotland years ago. We lost touch. And then Graham's like, <laughs> he must have been a fool. She's like, well, if he was, then I was equally so. Graham's like, hmm, Scotland, eh? I never stop missing it. Always plan to get back to the Western Isles. And then she's like, well, maybe once you're on the mend. And he's like, oh, no, my time has passed, I'm afraid. And my wife Olivia is buried buried here. God rest her soul. And I could never leave her. 
Um, and then Claire's like, okay, well, I'll do my best and smiles. She's like, I, um, you know, I'll get you started on a course of penicillin for the cholangitis and you'll be ready for surgery tomorrow. And he's like, it's a date. And then she exits and like chuckles. Like, oh. I know it's so sad. The way they tell the story, it's like maximum, like, oh, damn. Heart, like, oh, over an allergic twist. reaction to penicillin oh. when they already did a test like medicine. For it. Yeah. Oof. Uh, so, okay. So now we cut to we're back in 1700s. Um, Lieutenant Knox is in his room. He's like drinking okay. a brandy. There's like it's got a fire going. There's a knock at his door. He opens the door. It's and it's um it's Jamie. And he's like, oh Colonel, please come in. And Jamie's like, oh the muster roll is co- requested by the governor. So he's like handing over his book of like the mm-hmm. the muster roll. And Knox is like, ah splendid. And Jamie's like, you'll find every man who pledged his oath to the militia. And Knox says, since we're parting ways in the morning, would you consider a game of chess? You bested me last time. Please give me the opportunity to even the score. And Jamie's like, okay, Uh one one game. And then Knox is like, that's the spirit. Sit, please. And then he goes, part of me Uh envies you. He's like, part of me envies you that you'll soon be home, resuming a citizen's life. And Jamie's like, "Uh, aye, it's a relief to finally put down the sword and pistol and pick up an axe and shovel. Um, And then Knox is like, one more soldier lost to the land. So now we're back to 1960s Claire. So Claire, it's just like a close up of she's in the she's in the hospital. It looks like she's maybe at like the the reception desk where you know they go to like pick up the charts and find out right yeah 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 like the nurse yeah like the nurse's station or whatever. So she's there and it's close up on her face and she's just like in disbelief and she goes he died and she's got like the chart in in her hands and then the one nurse and she's like well what happened and the nurse is like looking through the papers and she's like uh anaphylaxis apparently a penicillin reaction i'm sorry dr randall and she's like she's like so pissed and like indignant. she's like why wasn't i notified and she's like the nurse is like i i, I don't know i'm new here she goes well that's, <laughs> she goes well that's no excuse i should have been called and she slams the clipboard oh, down on the Claire. thing and like, and like barges off She's but just I, like, yeah. She's like, I should have been notified. Well, that, that's no excuse. I should have been called. Slam walks away, and the nurse is like, I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like walking away. I mean, I know we just had a whole overreaction, over- but like that's like well, a- not over. Yeah, I mean, she didn't deserve to. Well, no, like the, not, her, the her. The it was the definition of shoot the messenger. Like, yeah, you know, and it's more of just like she's upset, upset that she died yeah. I, I i was liking that him she wasn't it was, notified it was at routine. all it, and then i walk in and i just get i'm ready for a surgery and i just get I'm whacked with whoa. oh he's dead from an anaphylactic shock to a penicillin that i tested him for and he was fine with yeah that's a lot to take in that <laughs> poor nurse <laughs> yeah i mean i imagine that happens though when you work in a you know people are not you know people have moments mm-hmm. right well, it's a high stress, high risk, high so, consequence job. So should she have snapped at the nurse? No. No. But I like to think she apologized to the nurse like a yeah. few days later. I'm sorry for biting your head off. We've all been there. You're like, I'm sorry. It wasn't you. I just, and then just, I know, I'm, I know. I'm yeah. Sorry. And also, I'm sorry that you walked in and I had to try to weirdly explain you why your patient was dead. with that information and you didn't know about it. Um. I just love the way she fucking slams the. I should have been called <laughs> off, and you're like, oh, okay, do not piss off Doctor Randall. Um. Okay, so now we got to a scene where Claire looks like she's in like a quiet pub or like you know restaurant quiet pub. Um, 
and obviously she's like you know she looks upset like she's kind of sitting mm-hmm. there like head down like this it's like a drink um and then we can see up walks joe abernathy and he's Aww, like he's we like, haven't had joe in so many so, episodes i mean it's been a while i think it hasn't been season three i was gonna say like a full season it's yeah. been since season three i think um and we didn't have him for that long no yeah we loved him we too um so she's Joe, like you He's like, I thought I might find you here. And she looks up and she's like, mm, Joe Abernathy, doctor and detective. And he looks at like the novel she has sitting right there. He's like, ah, the impetuous pirate. She's like, ah, just something I picked up in the in the surgeon's lounge. And and Joe's like, who do you think put it there? And she's, oh. like, and she's like, I never took you for a romance novel kind of guy. And he's like, eh, it takes my mind off things. Yours too, I'm guessing. And she's like, I must be the talk of the third floor. And he's like, the fourth floor by now um and she's like something about grand menzies i I let myself get attached to the patient and he's like it happens sometimes jesus claire we're doctors not robots and then she's like it's not that it's just or it's not just that or it's not just that um Mm. and then she says do you ever feel as as if everything is pointing you towards something but you can't quite put your finger on what it is i mean you can, you can feel it. <laughs> you can feel it. Or you can sense it somehow. And she's like, oh, you're going to think I've come unhinged. And he laughs and he's like, look, there's clearly something on your mind. But in my opinion, the problem isn't in the brain. The problem is in the heart. Ah, Joe, the man sees it. He knows. Well, in the way he's straight up said, oh, is he Brianna's real daddy? <laughs> like, yeah. I knew you were. Just... You and Frank weren't hot, Ozzy and Harriet. Nah. Joe, um, you just, you get it, man. You get it. Listen, Lady Jane. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I love when he calls her that. Lady Jane. Uh, my favorite when she's like, do you find me attractive? <laughs> he's like, that's a trick question, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Um. <laughs> Okay, so now we're back with um, Lieutenant Knox and Jamie. Okay. Um, so playing, this playing is chess, all that kind of stuff. Dangerous game of chess. So then Knox, so then Knox says, at the risk of sounding sentimental, had we gone to battle, there's no man I'd I'd have rather had by my side. And Jamie's like, oh, that's kind of you. And then you know, Jamie's like, tis a rare thing to meet people of like mind. And Knox is, is indeed, and I know you share many of my concerns principally that men like Fitzgibbons never change. He's he's like, our duty is to the law. We will see that justice is done. And Jamie's definitely sitting there brooding, being like, oh dear, this is is uncomfy. You're going to try and behead my godfather. Godfather. Augusti. And so then there's a knock at the door. So then Knox gets up. He's like, excuse me. He goes to the door. There's like a page boy there. Delivery. He goes, ah, thank you for your trouble. Jamie's like, oh, is that the document you were expecting from Scotland? Um, and Knox is like, mm-hmm, a transcript of the Arzmere prison rule after Culloden. And you can see Jamie's face is like, well, okay. okay. And then Knox, Here it is comes. Like, Knox is like, if I present this to the governor and news of it is circulated, then, and Jamie interrupts him mid-sentence and he goes, you'll find my name on that prison rule. And I'm like, well, no beating well, around the bush. Get ahead of it. He's yep. just like, yep. And then Knox is like, oh, I, I'm, I'm certain I will. And he looks at him for a second and then he goes, I'm certain there's more than one James Fraser in Scotland. And he like chuckles. And then Jamie's like, I, but only one from Brock Turok. And Knox is like looking at him and like disbelief. He's like, 
what? So then he opens and he starts looking at the document. Mm. And then he goes, it's written here that Fitzgibbons has the surname Fraser. And then Jamie goes, my godfather, Fitzgibbons is his middle name. And Knox is like, eyes wide like in shock. he's like what kind of deceitful devil wears the guise of honor and talks of justice and mercy you release those men in hillsborough everything you did it was all for his sake and jamie's like believe believe of me what you will but murtoff fitzgibbons fraser is a good man and knox is like as god is my witness i will do what must be done damned if i'll be in league with a traitor and so then he stands up and jamie stands up so they're face to face now and jamie's like i'm no traitor I've cheated death in the duty of other men's ambitions. I've got the scars to prove it. And I've done so without complaint, but I will not stand by and watch my kin hunted like a dog for protecting those that can't protect themselves. And then um, Knox says, try and we'll put a, we'll put a rope around your neck. And Jamie says, and tell me, what would you have done in my place? And there's a pause and Knox is like, I would never break my word, betray my oath to king and country. Knox like grabs his knife and like puts it close to Jamie's face. Oh God. Like you will do me the service of standing down while I call for your arrest. And Jamie, and then, so then Jamie approaches him and, and Knox is like backing away as Jamie's approaching him. <laughs> and Jamie's like, first and foremost, I swore an oath to my family. Surely you must understand you're a good man. And Knox is like, I took a life in that jail and you stood by and pleaded for mercy on their behalf. I believed you were a good man. Which of us is it then? Hmm? Which of us is righteous? And then Jamie's like, Knox. Like he's like, he he really wants to like and this make nicely. this work. And then Knox says, it this cannot be end. both. Because he's well, uh, it's very Javerish. Oh, like they're, yeah. they're black and white. There's no yeah. middle ground here. Or you're a sinner. Like, you know. There's no gray area. So then Knox is like, it cannot be both. And he turns to go mm. open the door to like call for Jamie's arrest. And Jamie goes, Knox, and he pounces on him and smashes his head against the wall. I was going to say, you better slit his throat. It but was okay. like, you can he, also... gave, he gave you an opportunity. An opp- and then, you know what? The Highland warrior had to come out, man. Jamie, that's better than you might have done before, Claire. So I'll give you that, my boy. You gave him the choice. He's he like, made the really wrong choice. I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. All right. All right. I'm doing it. Doing Guess we're going there. But yeah, because if he were to be arrested, automatically, I mean. He's going to lose the, I, all the grant, the well, land grant. Well, and just if that were to happen, he automatically thinks of Claire. Claire. Yeah. Bree. Fergus and Marcy. All yeah. of his tenants would be in danger right like that's his i mean it's not so much that he has a fear of i mean if he can avoid death i'm sure he'd like to but it's more it's more of leaving claire yeah his family here the risk of them leaving them unprotected and what would happen right so and he smacks them puts them in an arm lock kind of has them behind and in fact and then is like suffocating him like basically chokes him out until he like you know bye 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 Knox. runt salute Bye bye, Knox. So then, okay, okay. So then You're he fine. says, Hi, baby. Then Knox is dead. And Jamie says, Forgive me for not affording you a soldier's death. He looks around and then he, like, okay. So then he, like, strips him. So he's just sort of in his long johns. He puts him in bed. 
and takes his socks off and his boots off and he puts a blanket over him like he's in bed and then he takes the um mustard roll and he puts it back in his jacket and he oh, he takes burn that thing dude burn he it takes, well the the mustard roll is his militia oh thing, i meant right the, and then the uh, arts meal roll he people. takes those documents and he throws them in the fire okay that's he, what i meant burn it he, he takes the gla- he takes the glass that because it it's clear that two people were sitting at the table because there's two glasses right so he takes that glass away he hides it and then he basically like closes the vent thingy on the the oh, fire so, so the room smoke. starts filling with smoke so it looks like he would just have died of smoke inhalation how there was like an accident he died of smoke inhalation in his sleep so then that happens and then he like then he like and he grabs his weapons he grabs all that kind of stuff or hides all the evidence that he was there and he like sneaky sneaks out the window and down mm-hmm. into it and to, down into an alley and then very quickly we hear like the bells going off and the surgery soldiers being like fire fire and they're like they run up they got to Knox very quickly and drag him out and as he's you know crouching and it's very important that he's not spotted in this very compromising sketchy sus position below Knox's window so he's there and there's like a little alley and he looks over and we just hear this little meow and he oh, looks over. This is the cat. We the cat. <laughs> I fucked up and spoiled that. Yay. And he sees this cat, but he looks and goes, "Not a word, or I'll throttle you." Because he's like, "If you give away my position <laughs> right now, I'm fucked." He's like, "Not a word, or I'll throttle you." And then we hear fire, fire. The soldiers carry knocks out, and then it's very clear. Fergus is randomly standing out there watching it, and Jamie goes up to Fergus, and then he's like, "You know." me lord it's lieutenant knox and jamie's like yes there's nothing more we can do for him let's go <laughs> yeah i know i murdered him go. let's get out of here so quick, quick, our, double time r.i.p look knox. i have a cat <laughs> but look so way back. look now sorry if i had to replace you with cat i'm fine with that it's okay <laughs> bye knox um and so now we uh, so jamie's arrived back at the ridge on his horse and he can sort of see claire out in her garden and he smiles and he he, you know, and in that moment, I'm sort of thinking it was like that moment. It's like, a, that's what it's, I mean, not that I'm trying to justify murder, but it's like, but like, that's, that's why. what it's all for. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it's, uh, it'd be dicey out here in these streets, you know, <laughs> um, you threatened, you threatened the Claire bear. You're going to get the knife. Well, chokehold. The sleeper hold. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Um, so yeah. So then he like approaches and she looks and notices that he's coming. So then sorry, I didn't want to listen to me chewing. So then I've been like very stealthily just I was gonna say Stacy's just been like, sneakily, well. sneaky, sneaky eating her dinner. <laughs> like the amount of talking I do in this podcast, I'm like, I'm impressed. I've just been like oh, it's here and there. Um okay. So then she goes up and she sees him and they hug. And then he's like, oh, careful, Sassanak. And she's like, what's... She immediately is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, oh. So then he reaches into his bag. Although when you watch the scene, I laugh so hard. Because he's always like, careful. But then if you... People have replayed it online too, where the shot of him sliding off the horse, he does his like slide... The, the freaking bag that Adam's oh, supposed to be over. in, like freaking flips upside down like as he's like sliding off the horse but he's like careful sassanak with the hug okay yeah that's what's gonna get the cat <laughs> as has already been the freaking washing machine probably like that. on a horse too galloping right? away there lord but um so anyway she's like she's like what's wrong he's like hey and he pulls adzo out 
And Adzo is like this little like solid, solid light gray color. I don't know what kind. I got to look up what type of cat that is. But it's like it's like one solid like light gray yeah. color with sort of blue eyes. Cute. Little kitten. Very cute. Meow. Um's meowing. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's like found him in an alley wanting for his mother's milk. Couldn't leave him behind. He's been living on insects and earthworms. Took an instant liking to each other. Did we know Adzo? And Claire's like, Adzo? Jamie, you are so cute. And she's like, is that a name? Um, what like what is it? And then, you know, Jamie gives the cat to Claire. And Jamie's like, that was the name of my mother's cat when I was a wee lad. This one here is identical. And Claire's like petting him. And she's like, insects and earthworms. And Jamie's like, I. She's like, I bet you'd kill for a saucer of milk. And Jamie's like, that was my intention. They're like walking in towards he the house now. For saucer right? of milk. And he's like, he's like, you know, he can keep the vermin from your surgery. And Claire's like, well, they'd have to be very small vermin. And he's like, ah, he'll grow. And they like walk into the house. Um, and so now we cut back to Claire and Brie walking in 1968. Okay. See okay. what I mean? That timeline, we're jumping fucking all, all over. over. Got it. Um, but we see so it cut. So Brie's like, man, I guess you never, never really know what's coming, do you? where we left off mm-hmm. and Claire's like no you don't actually I've been thinking about that a lot lately how would you feel about taking a trip to London with me oh this is how gonna get there okay and then Bree's like I have I have finals and and Claire's like after after your exams and then she says well you know what but, but hold on I think she also says something like, oh, I'd have to change all my classes, blah, blah. But she's like, what about what about the hospital? She's like, well, I've already requested a leave of absence. And she's like, you're taking time off. Wow. I can't believe that. And then she looks at her and she's like, why London? And then Claire's like, well, your father wanted to bring you there before he died. Let me. And she and Bree's like, oh, I'd, I'd have to cancel my summer classes. And then. Claire's like, please, Brie, it's important to me that we spend this time together. So Brie looks at her and she kind of gives a little smile and nods. And so now get back to the 1700s and Jamie's out on the porch looking, looking around and Claire comes out holding Adzo, which is just like clung to her little (laughs) nails. Demon claws. Like she could literally let go. And it's like when the kittens just like can climb up you. They're just like, yeah. They're just like, so it's just like there. Um, And so she's holding him and she comes out and she's like talking to him. And, and then she, you know, she has like a little saucer of milk that she brings out, puts on the ground and then lets the thing it's, I guess like a country cat is so different. I'm so used to like, my God, I would never let my cat outside with no barricades. What if it just runs off? I guess it's a very, it's a, well, and also you're, it's a very different world then too right like animals. yeah there's no cars uh-huh it'll come back when back, it wants the yeah. poop hopefully a it's hungry mountain lion doesn't get him <laughs> or a coyote or you know a ferret or fox or such a coyote a problem eagle. around here right now yeah especially a little bit in the yeah. town next over it's because all the predators are getting white like out. well and there's issues with coyotes actually attacking humans which is not in their nature like no. unprovoked un, un, unprovoked just like an well, i mean we are still in their fucking no but i mean like an elderly woman is like sitting outside her nursing oh. home in a chair having a nap and wakes up and one's biting her hip 
Like, okay, yeah, that's a little weird. Very, un- very unprovoked, like very weird. Hmm. So then it's like, why? But I think they su- they suspected that there was someone out feeding them. Oh, uh, yeah. So that makes them... them behave weird. And they could be rabid for sure because yeah. their behavior is very weird. But anyway. That's very weird. Yeah. Anywho. So then Claire puts the porch down and then she walks over to Jamie and she's like, thank you for my gift. Um. Okay. So, yeah. So she goes. So she goes up to Jamie and she's like, thank you for my gift. Um, and they kiss each other and they hug. And while they're hugging, he's like, I have much to tell you about Hillsborough. That's where they were. They were in Hillsborough. Uh, they okay, weren't so in one, of the, one of the W's. They were in Hillsborough. Jeez. <gasps> Throw it um, right off there. Like, I have much to tell you about Hillsborough. That, isn't that where the aunt is? But the aunt's in Hillsborough. No, she has Williams her own place. Girl. No, I don't care. She's yeah. close. I think she's closer to Wilmington. Oh, okay. and then they have to go along that creek, along that thing, to then through something called Cross Creek, and then oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. It's it's River Run, right? That right! literally makes me think of Lord uh, of the Rings. No, Game of Thrones. Oh, right, right, right. Nice right, try. Right. Sorry. And um, what is it nice. called in Game of Thrones? It's River. Is it River? No. I thought it no, is there's, River. No, there's something close. It sounds like it's where where is it where the Greyjoys are? River. No. Fuck. Yeah, with Game the of Thrones door. fans are gonna be like, no, that's not the Greyjoys. That's the Aaron. Oh, right. The air like 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 um where Kat's sister was. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the Aaron's, and that's called the Eerie. And then they're the Knights of the Veil. Vale. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then where the Greyjoys are are because they're the water folk. I don't know. I feel like there's something very close to... Anyway, Game of Thrones fans are going like, to be yelling at... Yelling right now. I can't... I can't quite... My brain is just so okay, not working the... anymore. Wait. The Greyjoys are Iron Islands. Ah, right. But yeah, no, but the, the River Run is somewhere else. River Run, I thought, is that... house tully is river run it is called river run too yeah but it's house tully not but yeah okay Greyjoy is the iron isles river and then house tully is river run which is that was the important one that they were oh it's trying to cross see and then there's a river run and fucking tripping me out bro one is a plantation (laughs) from the 1700s and one is okay so it's house tully Yes. Which Tully oh, which Tully cat cat is a Tully. Yeah. Because her sister married into the Aaron's over in the Erie, but they grew up the the right, the Tullys were from River. Ah, right, 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 right. That's because her Tobias played her brother. Yeah, and Tully's were the red wedding head, right? Yeah, he Isn't was that, the one that, that got was married. The important one. Yeah, because he's the important because t- well, River Run is they had to get to. Yeah, it was the phrase, but yeah, well, they arranged that marriage, and then they needed to cross through the yeah. phrase. But right. then, and then Arya Arya went back and murdered the Tullys, right? No, it was the phrase. Oh, it's, she went back to the phrase. It's the phrase, <gasps> Walder Frey. The Tullys, yeah, the Tullys were Catelyn's family. Like Catelyn's yes. brother was Edmure Tully. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Tobias yeah, yeah. played Edmure Tully. Yeah, the one who because oh, yeah. Rob wouldn't get married. He remember they made that plan. Okay, if you let it us was pass supposed to be, here, and he didn't, he, he will marry one of the daughters, yeah. and then he didn't. He went and married, and then he murdered 
his actual bride who was pregnant that right and so then it was retribution and then there and then he was like oh well you you can your one of your daughters can marry my uncle and then he pretended like that was fine and then he and then we saw how that went i forgot about that it was uh walter anyway this is side tangent anyway side tangent but yeah (laughs) into the game of thrones but anyway so, um, yes, yeah, so he's like, I have much to tell you about Hillsborough, but first I can see you have something on your mind. He like, you know, he's just like, yeah. I just know. I just You're know. You, you, you got to say some stuff. Let's and then so she like, me. so she like pauses and she's like, I mean, he's like me. I just killed a man, but something's bothering you. So let me yeah. <laughs> this, this seems bigger. Um, <laughs> and the kitten didn't solve it. What can I do? <laughs> so she's like, do you remember me telling Two kittens, you, Jamie, too? She's like, do you remember me telling you about a, a former patient of mine, Graham Menzies? And he's like, hmm, Menzies. Which, fun fact, T- Tobias's last name is Menzies. Oh. Um, And uh, Jamie's like, Menzies, I, I. Yeah, you told me his death was but a rare occurrence. And Claire's like, it was. Do you know oh. what I finally realized after all these years? Just how much I owe him. And Jamie's like, like okay i'm listening she's like his death had a profound effect on me so much so that i took a leave of absence from work and went to london with brianna and that is where i learned of reverend wakefield's death had we not attended that funeral we would have never crossed paths with roger or or found you no can we just say that i mean refuse to admit that we had to have roger for claire and fraser to get back Claire and Fraser, Claire and Jamie to get back together. Could there have been another option without? Is there another historian that could have done this research, or that, or that Brie was romantically attracted to, and then went looked through Reverend Rakefield's diary entries, and then found? Could we had a weird timeline where he where she did the math? What's her name? The biscuit lady, scone lady, (laughs) Fiona. (laughs) Roger, buttering your scone, Roger, Roger, (laughs) but your scone. Roger. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so then they kiss, and you know he hugs her, and they do their forehead touch, and she just looks at him and she says, "Welcome home, soldier." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because in the book, this mm-hmm. plays out a little different. It's not that this patient dies accidentally due to penicillin or whatever. It actually is a form of like doctor assisted suicide. Like she. Oh like decides to sneaky sneaky help this sort of administer the stuff cover it and then it's one of those things where like everyone in the hospital sort of talks and they sort of know and she then she takes a leave of absence to leave so the Hmm. the circumstances around stances around her leave of absence are a little different i think Um, i like this way better uh, well and i I don't think it entirely matters. like i don't think it like changes the function of that but it's more of this patient reminded her and it was it was the catalyst for her to to take that leave of absence to leave it takes it a clearer line of that versus you get a little sidetracked if you want to start looking into those ethical Mm -hmm. problems of it you can't just look at it of a a fate driven thing because then there's a little bit more of like her intervention in it and you lose the whole idea of oh it's just took me here versus i did these things a rare of occurrence yeah 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 yeah. it just takes away from that that idea of the spider web metaphor so i think well the way they moved that that voice i think you just lose you lose the theme if you add that in look i'm not yeah saying that you can't have that storyline 
yeah times and places for them but i think just yeah the metaphor of it i think this follows the thread the thread's better yeah well getting in there so then, you know, they do their little forehead touch and then she says, welcome home, soldier. And they smile and hug. And then we go back to we get a shot of Claire back in the church of her and we get shots of her sitting in the pew and standing up and walking and approaching the altar. And while that's happening, we hear the final voice over to close out the episode. And it says, God, the infinite God, the merciful God, the eternal. Someday I will stand before God and I will receive answers to all my questions about everything in his universe and do. And I do have many questions, but I won't ask about the nature of time. I've lived it. Boom. Hmm. End of episode. Which is, I think, why they also went with the non-linear time and sort of. Yeah, again, it like all over is that that idea of it all being separate and yet it comes together and it's yeah. like did it was it separate was it together was it continuous is it fragmented mm-hmm. that's a good metaphor i like it this is a very cohesive episode i like it yeah. the, the, the themes of it i mean even the Eldsmere and the roundabout of it and well the and repercussions the, of yeah the, knocks the Arsier, and everything yeah. like Jamie all of that having to kill this man and it's, it's a very up. um thematically complete episode but i uh, it's satisfying in the yeah. themes of it i like that yeah not bad normally not i bad. hate episodes where jamie and claire are separated for most of the time so yeah i mean i bad. mean there was a cat though that also saves a no. lot for me look you well, had a dog or a cat and i'm like, like 300 more involved <laughs> yeah and i mean it was cool i always love when we get like claire kind of in the 60s and like in her yeah. element working as a surgeon like it's cool to sort of get we had joe back like those tastes yeah love it so, and I mean, we always, every season, there's a little bit of the time travel stuff, right? Mm-hmm, every season, mm-hmm. every season, there's been a bit of it, right? Yeah. So it's cool to, it's, you know, it's cool to get, you know, to have those fashion and see, and to see a little bit more of Claire and Bree's relationship and how Beforehand. you can tell yeah. it's a little more distance than now, but even Bree's, Bree's like, you took a leave of absence from work, like, cause her whole life she didn't do her mom was always working and that's why she was so much closer to frank because yeah you know claire was always it was always working kind of deal right but um but yes there's that episode um so we're now not as much conflict as i thought going into like the middle of the season like they I oh, thought they were gonna leave wait. a lot. Okay, but I thought they were gonna set up a little bit more of it. Like I, I mean, think there was gonna... like Jamie just had to kill a dude. Yeah, but he got away pretty scot free, and he got a cat out of it. We've had worse situations I mean, halfway through a season, and I mean, Roger he's not in jail. This is true. Claire's well, not like, kidnapped. They're true. not in different time periods right now. So far, not bad. Yeah, I mean, we're for the fifth season on episode yeah. six. Going into episode six, we're not but, doing bad right now. But people. I mean, you can still. See I mean, shit's about tightening. to hit the fan. Yeah, like things. But are I tightening. just figured, like we usually had the lead up to like the middle where the shit blows up. I was just, I was waiting literally for like Brie getting kidnapped, Roger to run away, someone has died on the operating table. Something had to happen to cause some shit. We're going in pretty we're rock building. steady, we're which building. means it's going to be even worse when we hit. <laughs> Things are building. Things are building. That means it's all um, just going to happen in one episode. <laughs> just all but I mean, that. Claire's discovered penicillin. 
Yeah, that's good. She... We have the twins. That's cute. Obviously, yeah. they survived. I really I know thought one was when I die. when I first when I watched the episode, I was like, oh no, oh, oh no. no, one One's of them dying. something. They make you think something's gonna go wrong with the penicillin. Yeah. I know. I when he says like I have to stay, I'm like, oh god, it means oh god, one of the twins. Well, okay, and so... even when they're the, the talking the whole oh yeah, you know he died penicillin allergic reaction, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, oh no. And then and there's two twins. You're like, die. oh god, one of them's gonna die. And then they're gonna and call like, her a witch, and then oh god. Yeah. And like Knox is like out of the picture. So, like, yeah, like, there's probably going to be someone out. else put on Murta's case, but like they got a bit of breathing room again. And Jamie, well, because ultimately, and... Governor Tryon wants, wants yeah, Murta. But so you got to find someone new. It's not like it was someone who was like been on the case. Like, it's always good to have someone fresh because they have to like start at the beginning again. Like, right. Yeah, so, but... it's a bit of breathing room and a bit of. But they got yeah, hats. They got penicillin. Roger yeah. was only half of a dick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's sort of where we're at at this moment. Not the worst um, episode. I know there's the, some predictions that you've been holding true to all season, where you think what's going to happen to Murta. You know, you said that a die, few times. Okay, yeah. look, Murta's gonna die because I already know he was already dead in the book, so he's gonna die. And yeah. look how close they came. They came pretty close to Jamie being outed. He's only going to get away with this once, which means the next time Merch is going to have to. <laughs> oh, oof. Um, and then, yeah, obviously there's the subplot with the bonnet situation mm. and and that whole. I really hope Jamie kills him. Deal. Um... Ooh, no, Claire. Mama Bear Claire. Mama Bear Claire. Let's go. <laughs> Let's full decapitation this time. Okay. Yeah, not half. Gladys got half. It was a little more than half. It was like three quarters. Okay, but like we didn't like Gladys, but like if Gladys is here, Bonnet's hate. Oh, way up there. Way up there. there. He's also doing that weird sadistic shit where you're coming and giving the kid like a gem. Like, fuck you, dude. Get away. Weird. Don't do that. Get away. Psychologically? Psychological torture? Terror? Like messing with you psychologically. Mm -hmm. Again, the past tense of these words is not... Yeah, in my brain but like but don't yeah. mess with that don't like go behind her back and like sneak around all weird in the town and like let people see you but then hide from her and then give the baby a... that's weird. i mean don't assuming it was bonnet it could have been just some random irishman uh, but the point is it was it's, bonnet it's breeze very much spooked um, why else would someone else why would some random irish dude give her baby a gemstone without talking to the mother or the maid or or no anything? it wasn't the gemstone it was just it was a coin that it was left in his basket whatever yeah. still why would some random do- person do that no one would it's like wtf mate okay, um, weird. don't do that but yeah so and if it was is... someone random still weird don't fucking do that don't do that okay so we had a lot of we had a lot of people in this episode so we did. where where do we want roger and brie i guess we'll just go roger brie okay let's Burgess, see marshmallow where do we want them to be Because we've got our main players, and then we have people like Knox and Menzies. Yes. Who, okay. And also Joe. And and I guess oh those are gosh. sort of the main oh, players. We have so many people. Okay. I think... Let's have Brie. Brie wanted to make mushroom soup. Let's have her in the kitchen with Jemmy, making okay. some mushroom soup with her... Chantrelli mushrooms. Yeah, chantrelles. 
And I feel like Roger, look, Roger, you did a little penance for that, but Jamie brought home a cat. So, well, let's just say, Roger, it doesn't seem like you're going to be hanging out upside down from your ankles the way your father-in-law no. was a few years ago. <laughs> you did a little better, but you brought some mushrooms. I think that they need something to go with the mushrooms. So go and find, you're going to go on a scavenger hunt. You're going to find a bouquet of flowers, wildflowers, and you're going to find... Ooh, there's a moth on my wall. I just got distracted. <laughs> Collect some honey. Okay. And we know how much work that is. Whittle a little toy for Jemmy and then come back. Okay. okay. That you're going to just go do that and you're going to have some nice long thoughts about your dealing with your wife's trauma. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Oh, and then where, where are the twins and They're ladybug recovering. and beetlebug? I think ladle, Ladybug and Beetlebug can be like, look, and Lizzie, because Lizzie likes them and that's cute. <laughs> she likes the, not Kezi. What's the other one? Jeremiah? Josiah. Josiah. She has a crush on Josiah. So I think she, I think Ladybug and Beetlebug actually should be like out in the garden. I feel like they need some like air. I'm sure that was, didn't smell great. So let's put them outside <laughs> where they can get some air, okay. some fresh air. And Lizzie can be looking after the twins. I feel like they just need some rest and like. They don't have sure. ice cream back then. What could they eat that's like nice? I don't know. Because their throats probably hurt. Holes, no, I don't know if that would be good. But broth? I, I don't know. Ew. I, I don't know. I don't like pudding, but maybe pudding. Does that exist? I don't know. I don't know. Just put. I don't I'm know. Sure something. They figure something out. There's got to be something that they can eat. Like she can make them or tea or something. I think feel like Lizzie could just like sit there in the room with them and like just chat and like talk. Because mm. well, she could talk. They should probably shouldn't talk. Probably I don't should know. not talk. Your yeah. throat's probably hurt. So they should be resting in like twin beds somewhere in the big grand house. Okay. Okay. Um, and then Fergus and Marsley feel like they they had Marsley was like, oh my god, that moth is freaking me out. Um, it's like big. Ew gross um she was like a good little helper so i feel like i feel like fergus she, well also either she's pregnant or she just had a kid where are we at with her in the birthing stage oh my god um, who knows her no feet we, probably need rubbed. No, she's pregnant because we know that because okay. so during Brian roger's wedding during the she whole was. one i know she but i went like this, this timeline is very confusing so she's pregnant with baby number okay. three. Oh god that's, that's a lot of children okay fergus rub your woman's feet so they're in a room somewhere. She needs to chillax because she was a good surgical assistant. Good right. nurse marshmallow. A plus for a you. A plus. And then I feel like you need some cookies. Your cookies while you wait for the soup that breathes. The mushroom making. soup. Yeah. Mm, mushroom um, soup's delicious. And then and you're gonna have honey with bread that Roger's going to get. And Fergus, rub your lady's feet. She's been on those feet with in his surgery. one hand. I'm sorry, Fergus. Ah, uh, he can still do it. He is a man of means, okay? <laughs> he can rub his lady's feet. Um, and then or just like we didn't see Jermaine this episode. So we just oh, we assume did. he's but somewhere, he be... but we saw baby Jemmy. Yeah. Jemmy is still I very much like, a baby. Oh my god. I feel like I just want Jamie and let's put the baby, let's put the grandkids with Claire and Jamie. Sure. Outside with the kitten. Let's just have them together. Hanging out. Yeah, with Jemmy and um german what's the what's the second Ger- child's name name german oh german i always and- i always mess up their kids and joe i think Joni. i think she named this the because they had a I little did. girl they named it her sister was Joni. Joni. okay they named her joan because then i'm trying to remember that's a lot yeah, of j's jesus christ okay well german is a german g oh. okay well, it's spelled like g like- g e r 
And they- Jermaine, Joni, and Jemmy are outside with the kitten and Claire and Jamie. I feel like they there should- oh, In the living room. Let's just have them playing in the living room. I think that's so cute. The so kitten. Relaxing. With the baby kitten. Um, And then R.I.P. Grand Menzies. Oh, yeah. You and Knox. Bye-bye. R.I.P. Knox. Rip. Um, and Rip then- um oh joe abernathy joe abernathy can we I feel cross like time? can we send him back in- yes. no we don't want to no. send him back in time oh, Shit, yeah, this don't. is the time of slavery we can't Shit. do that to that man as but much as so i want cute. him to reunite with claire unless they can hide him in the house and <laughs> keep but that's people away he's like a doctor and stuff i don't want to take that yeah no you're gonna take away all his rights <sighs> okay no let's we leave can't him in take boston him dude but maybe him and Claire can commune with each other through a time portal. Can they have like, okay, you know, time travel's wife have like a mailbox. Can we give them like a medical journal and like through the medical journal, they can, they write, can notes. write to each other. He's like, Let's Hey there, Lady that. Jane. Yeah. I'm and they still- can like keep each other. You were able to create penicillin. Look at you. Cool. Don't get burned at the stake. <laughs> stake. Yeah. So they have upset. like a time travel medical journal that they can like yes. talk across. Love I it. Really, I I'm with you. I really want Joe Abernathy I want to come. Yeah, but, but like, let's not do that to him. Let's not. He deserves better. No. Let's not strip. I mean, we've done it to the women. Who we've done it to the women. Let's not also do it to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like Claire willingly came back. She yeah, and Bree did too. But so, like, as bad as it is for them. for them, as it's not as bad. White women, you know, like that man would literally be snatched up. No, and he's like a successful doctor. We don't want him to like have that. So they're gonna they're gonna commune through time through a a medical journal. I love that idea. Love it. Okay. Is that um, is there I anyone else? Feel like those were the and then I mean we had his art his arts or his his ridge men like oh well they're just like they're they're doing their thing on the they just hold had a whole thing on rum. No, I think that was the Garrison guy. I don't. Oh, I, don't I thought think you meant the Garrison his, guy. No, oh, you like meant, John Quincy oh, Myers and Ronnie Sinclair, like the guys that live his tenants. Technically, oh. they're just like doing their thing in their pro in their houses, maybe. Just yeah, well, I mean, life. they're back home. The militia got disbanded. They're doing mm-hmm. their thing. They're just chilling. John Quincy Mayer, Meyer. I feel like okay. Can we send him up to go make sure Ian's alive? Ian. No, Ian. Ian Jr. You Ian. exist. <laughs> Are you still there? Okay, we're gonna send your friend up to make sure you're alive and. Your puppy was alive. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, let's just like pretend that it doesn't take three months to go find him. And John Quincy Myers just gonna go say hi. Gonna go say just hi. Go to check Ian. on it. Be like your uncle and aunt just love you. They want to let you know your cousin's here and she had a baby and he's really cute and you got all these yeah, cousins. Things are okay, all good. Cute. cute. That's all. Let's do that with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, totally. Totes look out. Totes. Um. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode, friends. Thank you for going through this journey with us. Um, Dealing with us for a good two hours. Yeah. Props yeah. to you. We are almost half. We are next episode will be at the halfway mark of halfway. this season. So that and means then, and like, ride, significant shit has not happened, which means like I've been, I've been like ready. And like every episode, I'm like, someone's going to die. Someone's going to so, die. She's going to get kidnapped. Something's not. Nothing, right? Some shit is gonna start hit, hitting the fan. It has to. We only have yeah. six episodes, right? <laughs> and we're moving through. And then I'm always like, I remember when I first started this. I'm like, God, because like five wasn't even on Netflix. I'm like, what? No. But five is on Netflix now. And I don't know when six. Although in Canada, in America, I think it got here later. But I think that's also because we can't get stars in Canada. No. So 
Like you guys can always log on to your stars account in the States and watch the episodes. Like we, we can't cannot. do that. We, okay. we don't have that magic up here. They don't do it. It's it's no. like HBO Max. It's not they allowed like in us. Canada. No. And Hulu. Hulu's not in Canada either. Yeah. Rude. We have to wait for another thing. So rude. See, do you see the moth? Oh my God. It was right Ooh. there. But yeah. But yeah, so five is on Netflix and I just got the my season six Blu-ray, but it also has a digital download in it. So if it isn't by the time we I I would anticipate by the time we get through six, you think it'll it'll be be on on Netflix. If not, though, I will have the digital download so you probably can access it that way. Look at that. Um, Right. Um, So good. All right, everyone. Um, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening yes. or afternoon or morning, whatever. I think this is, this should be the beginning of listening. October. So hope you are yeah, this episode enjoying be... the beginning of your October, your two weeks morning, afternoon, evening, night. Yes. It is the, towards the end of September for us. So, which means this Getting will soon go to spooky Yeah, it'll season. be, it'll be beginning of October by the time this hits out. Hits, hits out. Hits I out. have put pumpkins. I don't know of everyone else, but it's also, can we season. just talk about how every my my tradition for Halloween is every year I watch Hocus Pocus, and this year I, I don't know. I've ever seen Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus. You've never Hocus seen Hocus Pocus. No, I always watch Halloween Town. See, I don't I watch. I don't. You know what Hocus Pocus is, though, right? I know it's the there's the three witches, and one of them is Bette Mid- City. Yes, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. There you go. And then Bette Midler and Kathy Najimy. Yeah, I know like the the like pictures of them oh, and like girl, seeing them, but I've never watched year. Hocus Pocus. Oh. I watch Halloween Town. I you can watch okay. more than one. One was a movie. One I was a, a Disney Channel movie. One was anyway. I always watch Hocus Pocus every Halloween, and this year. I will be able to watch Hocus Pocus 2. Oh my god, there's a second one? Yes. Okay, maybe I'll have to get on this. I hope it doesn't I know, suck. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's like Hocus Pocus. And I don't know. I've never watched it. I was just like, I, I always found, I always found like, Halloween Town and that's all I ever watched. I used to watch Beetlejuice, but then I got started to get freaked out about it because I no, thought about it That one's really much. dark. No, Beetlejuice is really I know. effed up. It's I, did, I liked it. I thought up. it was all fun. And then I got older and I started to really watch and pay attention. And I was like, this is really freaky and dark and demented. And I was like, I don't know what this is trying to say, but I think there's like a whole thing about like drugs and like other worlds and like, <laughs> this is too close. <laughs> I can't deal with it. <laughs> I can't do it. And then um, and manifestation. I'm like, there's too much like, going on here. Know what's happening what's happening i don't know no there's so many because then there's also practical magic which is the one with like sandra bullock and um I've never seen Kidman, um where they are our sisters that are witches and Ooh. oh but my I god do have a pumpkin out look i'm ready for spooky season oh my god i think how my practical magic is like such a good one it's like i, nope, I think it's from I've the 90s it. hocus pocus is obviously a good one there's so many halloween town goes down goes down though like i'll watch halloween tune and then what's the third one there's so i know there's I so many like of high them. school or so something. many of them second um, one's okay but then it goes just i was gonna mention another one but i can't remember so it's fine i'll remember it once we stop practical magic. No, I haven't practical magic either. is a baby H- ref and rachel what is in it but yeah no it's like oh. it's really really inter- stalker channing is in it she's like one of the aunts it's like these two sisters that are raised by two like these two aunts Oh. They're witches. They're like from a family of witches, and they end up killing the one 
Nicole came in. Oh, there we go. Return to Halloween Town. That one sucked. I don't think that's the third, but that one shit. shit. Because they, yeah, that was a bad one. Just not good. But anyway, so many things. If you're looking for Halloween things, yeah, watch. It's spooky season now. There's more. And then I need to direct the final Halloween, so they say, movie is coming out. The original Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, no, I don't watch scary stuff. We know that. I watch campy, cute Halloween stuff. Okay, well, but uh, any <laughs> anywho, we will let you guys go if you're still listening. Bless you. Yeah, geez. Good Lord. Um, but yes, spooky season is upon us. Hockey season is upon us. Um, <laughs> and just all the fun fall things are coming. Award season is already mm-hmm. starting and I'm like triggered already. There's already talk about like this and supporting actress. And it like literally just makes me pissed Deep off breath. all over again that Katrina Deep got breath. snubbed. I was going to say, do not think about last year. <laughs> Please don't huh? think about it. Don't think about last year. It didn't happen. Just erase it. Katrina, it was fine. <laughs> Katrina Bell, it didn't happen. <laughs> and like, and like, they invited her. And now, it's fine. And now, she didn't get And now she's a member she's a of the Academy. But it didn't make me forget that they effed her over. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, pretend, just pretend. Anyway. Anywho, everyone, have a wonderful day, evening, afternoon, whatever, whatever it is. Thank you for listening. As always, please follow us on social media at She's an Outlander. No dots. dots. And that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Can I send us an email? We appreciate you. Thank you for putting up with our shenanigans. Shenanigans. Um, All the shenanigans. We appreciate you. Be kind, be safe. And we will see you next time. Bye.